live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts. Welcome to the Smokin' Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Smokin' Nicole. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Smokin' Tobacco 2022 Cigar of the Year Countdown. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokinTobacco.com, and this is one of the first punctuation marks of this year. And quite frankly, I'm just going to be honest with you, I am fucking exhausted. Um, putting these things together, um, it's a lot of work. And, um, you know, we do a show every week, you know, sometimes two with the spare notes. And, you know, there's, there's some work that goes into those. And um, But, you know, when it comes to Cigar of the Year, making a top 25 list, there's awards that go out. Um, on top of everything else we're already doing. It is a lot. This is the busiest time of the year. Um, so I just, you know, it's it's a lot, but this is the fun part. This is when we're all done. We get to show it. Um, I just, first of all, I just want to say thank you to the entire Smoking Tobacco team, um, to everyone involved, and one of our new members you're about to meet in a minute. Um, it's the first time that he'll be on the show or be on camera so to speak but you may have known him from social media um it's just it's been a hell of a ride it really has and you know tomorrow night we have our our year in review show and nicole and i will talk more about everything else but tonight is for cigar of the year so buckle up get ready i got my cigar ready uh we're going to go through the top 25 and to do it with me i would love to welcome on the newest member of the smoking tobacco team please ladies and gentlemen Introducing Mitchell Santaga of the Smoking Tobacco Team. Mitchell, what's up, buddy? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the team. Uh, Mitchell has been a huge asset to Smoking Tobacco this year. Uh, so I just I can't I can't thank him enough. But I just want everyone to give him a nice warm welcome to the team. He did contribute to this list uh, in the best way he can. Um, he came on a little late this year, but that's okay. We're uh, we made it work. As best as we could. Next year, though, uh, the list will be much different. Um, it'll be mostly review-based. But enough enough of that. Mitchell, what's up, buddy? Welcome to the show. Hey, Matt. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, coming at you from here, uh, toasty British Columbia. You know, I think it's about between 35 and 40 degrees freedom. Almost almost zero degrees Celsius here. Is it um, a bout but, or uh, a boot? Is it a boot? It's it's a boot. Yeah, it's a boot. Eh? <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, it's uh, it's it's nice. I've got my heater. I've got my nice toasty jackets. I've got a couple layers of pants on, and uh, yeah, I'm ready to ready to talk about some some of the best cigars that I've had uh, all year, if not you know the best, right? So. Yeah, the um, you know, it's funny. Like I was just saying, this list is difficult to, to do, and 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 we're gonna go through the list. And, and every time anyone does a list, you know, you you always get the peanut gallery going. Oh, how come this didn't make it? It doesn't mean that your cigar wasn't good. It, it, we can, trust trust me. We can me. only smoke so much. <laughs> we can only smoke so much, right? And, and it's and hard. We can it's, only put so many things on the list it's only 25 cigars and you know there's probably yeah. like 300 good cigars that came out this year and i gotta pick 25 it's not easy you know i got yeah. mickey i got mickey peg here mickey peg is the last year's right. runner-up or he is still un, un, until the end of the tonight show he is still the ricky bobby award winner uh mickey yeah. has been bugging me for who's gonna win it and i said mickey you just gotta watch the show you're gonna wait for it we'll 
We'll tell everyone who the Ricky Bobby Award is. Don't worry about it. Someone's getting it, and I think everyone's going to be shocked who gets it too. Um, but th- what I will say is the top three were the toughest part. I mean, you'll see the yeah, top three, I'll- and you'll be like, shit. It's, <laughs> it's all hard. It's all hard, to, in, it, to be honest. It's just, uh, yeah, they're all they're all so close. They're all so good. And, but, yeah, that, that top three, top five, just solid. Yeah, it's uh, – uh, Well, talking about Mickey Peg, I am smoking the Ricky Bobby. He is. That's year. right. Mitchell smoked that just for you, Mickey. He told me I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna smoke this just for Mickey because I know Mickey's gonna be watching, and I want him to feel a little extra warm and fuzzy as he relinquishes his Ricky Bobby Award to a new winner yep. this year. The, so the All Saints St. Francis. This is uh, it's really tasty. Super, super tasty. It's a great cigar. Uh, and uh, I, I love pairing. Uh, it's one of my favorite things to do. It's kind of what I was majorly doing i'd say before reviewing is really exploring pairings uh drinks food everything so to, i always have at least three or four different beverages with me and sometimes some food right but uh tonight i've got the colonel eh taylor oh good choice beautiful beautiful bottle i thought i'd bring something out that's uh you know pretty top shelf very nice just goes goes so well with so many cigars you know, and, it's uh, funny. I have a couple well. of I have a couple of bottles of that, and we didn't even talk about that. But had I known, I probably would have grabbed one because <laughs> that yeah, is sorry, good. I, and I, I haven't had it in a while, and it's good. That that was exactly me. I had it on the top of my shelf in the very back, you know, half half full, and I was like, you know what, this this needs some love. It's been a few months. Um, I've been really exploring a lot of wild turkey recently, so some of the Buffalo Trace Distillery stuff has kind of put onto the back shelf, and uh, man, it's good. It's and it's really really good with this cigar. So. Oh yeah, the um, the E. H. Taylor for me was. Um, do you get bananas on the nose? Ah, uh, that's a what bit I on got. The nose. Not so much on the, not so much on the palate for me, but I find the most banana whiskey. Is Jack Daniels some of like the higher end Jack Daniels, like the single barrel select and yeah, yeah, some of that barrel proof or the single barrel like uh, obviously like we have our own our our province does selections. We don't have private stores here that do selections, so uh, it's it's a BC select they call it. Yeah, but yeah, a little bit of banana sweetness. Other than rum, that's the most banana like whiskey I've I've come across so far. Uh, look at Nicole. She's not even on the show tonight. And she's like, enough with the chit chat. And it's like, okay. All right. Even when hey, she's not just... here, she's in control, right? There you go. All right. So, without further ado, let's start going through this list. Now, um, the first cigar on the list is coming from a, uh, a company that I think a lot of people. Again, it's gonna, it's gonna be interesting. People see this, they're gonna be like, "Hmm, really?" Actually, you know, before we start, where the hell is Coop? Because Coop said he was gonna watch the show tonight, and I don't see him. Um, I don't see him commenting either. I'm gonna, I get a text and be like, "Did you fall asleep?" Fall asleep. What, uh, what's everyone else sipping and and drinking tonight? That's always nice it's to know. Uh, go time. Je- Jeffrey from Amendola's here. He said he's sipping on some Wild Turkey Kentucky Spirit Single Barrel. That that's what I've been drinking almost weekly. That is like one of the best whiskeys I've ever had. And the other half of Amendola right below him, Burn, uh, Burn Natalie, gentlemen, that E.H. Taylor single barrel is my favorite bourbon. Salute. 
Yeah, that's a Oh, Coop is watching. Look at that. He just sent it to me. He's just he's lurking in the shadows there. He just hasn't commented. <laughs> he's, busy. he's got busy fingers. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, the Amendola guys are here. Wow, we got a great turnout tonight. There's a lot of people here tonight. So I don't want to keep waiting. So Yeah. Here we go. Without further ado. At number twenty five El Septimo's Emperor Collection Alexander the Third Connecticut Toro. This cigar is a 6x54. It's an undisclosed blend, but features tobaccos from four different regions of the world. This is also one of the first Connecticut Shade cigars um, that El Septimo had created. And this cigar is also one that came in at a lower price point. The Emperor Collection was at a more affordable price point. Um, I believe this is around 12 to $15. Uh, normally, you know, for anyone who's familiar with them, when they first came onto the scene, they had cigars that were 50, 60, 70, 85 dollars. Um, there's obviously been a lot of hubbub around El Septimo, Mitchell, as you know. Um, yes. Big company came out out of nowhere, kind of really high end stuff, and just kind of taken over the industry right now. And we'll see if it lasts. But uh, as you know, c companies come and go. Um, but this was one that came out of the trade show this year that I, it was interesting. It was really, it was really good for the price point. It was good. Some of the other El Septimo stuff, I think for the price point is, it's just not worth the price point. If I'm being honest, it's some of it's just really high end, um, and yeah. demanding a price that I just don't, I don't think adds up, you know, for the, for the you money know, that some of those go for, I've had opuses, Padrones, um, that have been much better. Yeah, you definitely have to take that in into consideration, right? Price point is a major thing. And, you know, people already with legacy brands, you know, Davidoff, Fuente, Padron, as you mentioned, they have these high price point cigars, but they've been in it for years and years and years. People know what to expect, and they expect the best, right? And they expect really good stuff. When you're starting out and you're, you're coming into the market with, with that kind of price point, and uh, it better be next level amazing stuff um but like you said this one coming in as slightly more affordable but you know you just had zion i think what a couple weeks ago and yeah he's, he's got it seems like he's got grander plans than just the cigars you know it's it's an all-encompassing lifestyle brand cigars are coming along with it and you know hopefully as time goes by you know he can he can really hone in some really nice tobaccos and some really good blends and uh yeah maybe we'll see him a little higher on this or popping up on a few more lists yeah it'll be interesting it, to see how to, how they all shake out you know some of the lists have already come out. obviously cigar aficionados list came out sorry excuse me um cigar journals list came out um the coop list is still working its way out um which i think uh i think ends is it next week the coop list ends when does number one come out i think it's next week i'm not sure um and then our list is tonight. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see because there's, there's a lot of interesting stuff that I've already seen on some of the lists. Uh, me yep. and you have talked about it. Coop and I have talked about it. I've talked about it with, with David Garofalo recently. Um, there's, there's a lot of interesting things on a lot of lists right now. So I, I can't wait to see how the rest of them shake out. At number 24, yeah. um, this is a cigar that I really enjoyed. I enjoyed it in this um, – I enjoyed it in this size – uh, particularly, this is the Gurkha Revenant Corojo Toro, a 6x54 Honduran Corojo wrapper with a Cameroon binder and Dominican Corojo 98 and Nicaraguan 
um, and an undisclosed broadleaf in the filler. Uh, this is, uh, you know, I have to say, Gurkha is, I know, when people hear Gurkha, they think, well, <laughs> you know. If you saw Juan Lopez came on our show last year, and we talked a lot about, you know, Gurkha's reputation in the past and some of the stuff that was being put out. Um, They're trying some, to change. That's all of, I can say. Yeah, and some of the reasons behind that, some of it was be, was beyond their control. Um but, you know, they've really done a lot of work trying to kind of rein it all back in and, and change a lot of things and put some stuff out. This cigar really surprised me. Um, I really enjoyed this from the first time I had it. You know, the Maduro was good, too, but this one I really enjoyed. I smoked a lot of these this year. Um, and, you know, it, 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 it was one of the first Gurkhas that made me go, like, you know something? I... They're doing some. They're doing some stuff, and and so far it's working. Um, and, you know, going going into these lists, we always have to keep an open mind. We, you know, with whatever name comes in front of it, it doesn't matter if it's a good cigar. It's smoking well. It deserves a spot. It deserves a spot, right? It does. And this one certainly deserved to be on the list. No question about it. Uh, and I know that there's people who are going to see a Gurkha on the list and be like, "Why is there a Gurkha on the list?" Well, most of those people probably haven't smoked it either. Um, so smoke the cigar first, and then you can decide whether you think it really needs to be on the list or not. Because I think yeah. this is one of the first cigars that Gurkha's put out recently where I'm like, they're turning it around. They're really starting to put out some good stuff, and hopefully uh, that trend continues to go upward, and I wish those guys nothing but the best. they got a great team over there, um, and uh, th this one was a winner for me. Uh, number 23. Oh, hold on, sorry. I already did the first fuck up. <laughs> the Dav <laughs> the Davidoff Discovery Limited Edition 2022 Grand Toro. It's a five and a half by 58. Uh, this uses an Ecuadorian wrapper um, over Brazilian Seco binder and five different filler tobaccos. From sorry, I lost my my place here. Five different filler tobaccos: Brazilian Matafina Seco, uh, visos from Esteli and Jalapa, Nicaragua, and a hybrid 2020 Seco and San Vicente. Mejorado Seco from the Dominican Republic. Um, I got through that much better than I thought I would. Some of those, some of those <laughs> names, I, I'm so bad at pronunciation. This cigar is interesting. This cigar, uh, this came out this year. This is a blend of the three: the Nicaragua, the Escoro, the Escorio, and the uh, Yamasa. All of them put together. Uh, if you're familiar with those cigars, I found this to be. One of my favorite limited Davidoffs that I've smoked in the last four or five years. Um, and they do. Yeah, Dav Davidoff, Davidoff Ellie's have been getting some criticism, I'd say, recently, just in terms of like. I agree. Know, their core being still such a step above, and also the amount of Ellie's they're doing. But, uh, you know, what is a list without a Davidoff? You know, I think. Uh, they're a staple brand. They, they're. I mean, they are. Look, they're a big company. Staple brand. They have a lot of cigars. Um, for me, you know, I a lot of the Davidoffs when I smoke them, I look at them, and you know, obviously, Davidoff has a reputation that they've built the last couple of years as a company. They've done some very suggestive things that uh, have turned some heads and whatever. But uh, when you actually get down to the cigars themselves and you bring that, that shit out of it, um, yeah, a lot of the limiteds have been not great, but not bad. Just kind of meh. 
Uh, this one I smoked it. And I remember I was like about a th I was just out of the first third. And I was like, you know, wow, this really, this really grabs my attention. Um, and the size worked really well too. I really enjoyed that size. And to be honest with you, there's a lot of different tobaccos in there. So I think you know, in that size, you know, it really allows all of them to have a chance to to blend well together to really you know expose themselves if it was in a smaller ring gauge i don't think it would do the it would i don't think it would do it justice at all um, yeah the, ri the ring gauge is definitely a necessity <laughs> um so if you haven't if you if, if there's if there's any out there still if you can find them you should definitely check those out um the next one is a is is a line that i've really gotten into in the last couple of years um and to be honest with you, last year's I think would have been much higher on this list, but um, we decided to go with this one instead. And that's going to be the 2022 Las Calaveras LC46, five through and three quarters by 46. It's a Nicaraguan Puro that uses a Corojo 99 wrapper. Now, this is the first time in the Las Calaveras history. Now, Las Calaveras was first created in 2014. It's made at the My Father Cigars SA factory in Nicaragua. And this is the first time that a Las Calaveras blend was a Nicaraguan Puro. Uh, uses all Nicaraguan tobacco. Um, my favorite is still the 2014. Uh, Mitchell, I don't know if you've had any of the Las Calaveras or even if you've had the 14. I have, yeah. Um, again, being in Canada, we don't always get like LEs like this, but I was able to get my hands on a couple. Um, what year was it? I think it was a 2018 or 17, but it had a few years of age on it. I smoked it last year, so it had at least three or four years of age on it. And yeah, again, my I love my father stuff. Like, you know, obviously they're using... Sure. my father tobacco and blending stuff out of the factory yeah it's always super consistent and you know john huber just great great everything man like the guy just runs a tight ship and he puts out banger blends and yeah this is this is one of those le's that you definitely hear buzz about every year right everyone talks about when it's released you know but the i feel like many le's this one like many have the same issue they always get compared to each other they don't stand alone and everyone's always like, oh, this year was better. This year was better. And it's like, it's a new year. It's a new thing. It's a new standalone cigar. It has obviously the same brand, band, but, uh, but yeah, I've enjoyed every Las Calaveras I've ever smoked. Obviously there's, you know, better ones than others, but that's sure. how it goes. I think I've smoked all of them except for the 15 and the 16. Um, the 14, <sighs> the 14 I got, down a smoke in um, from Abe, and I remember I s mm. it, he had it in his vintage room. And yeah, in the back, lock and key. Yeah, and I smoked it, and I was like, "Fuck, this is good." And it still has a lot of strength to it. And I went back in there, and I bought more um, because I knew I'm like, there's not many people that probably have any of the 14s left, and I I bought those, and I I think I still have two left, and those are great. Um, That's man. what everyone says. Fourteen was a year. Fourteen was the. If they could bring that <laughs> back, they could redo that blend. Like, oh man, that would. That, I'd I'd buy so many of those. I'll tell you, that's that's got to be my favorite last Calaveras. But the twenty one was pretty good. Uh, the twenty twenty two was was good. I really enjoyed this one. This size, I felt did 
the blend the most justice. The other sizes were good, but there, there was just there was some inconsistencies in the flavor and the complexity. This size, I think, was the perfect, um, the perfect one to to do this blend justice. And it, and it was different, you know. The blend, obviously, going all Nicaraguan this year, um, just kind of really pushed it away from all the other years that have come out for Las Calaveras. But um, it was still good. Nonetheless, it was still good. It's a Las Calaveras. Uh, it held its own. It er it earned its way onto the list. Um, like I said, I think last year's would have gone a little bit higher, but uh, just kind of the way the list shakes out. There's a 2022 this year, and the 2022 got precedence, and um, it still made it on the list. So I was really excited about that. The next one um, is the oh, sorry I got the all the photos here, and I'm trying my best to stick to to keep make them perfect because I know if I don't Nicole will give me a hard time. <laughs> Number twenty one is the twenty acre farm Toro, a six by fifty two Ecuadorian shade grown wrapper, Honduran Habano binder, and fillers from Nicaragua, um, Esteli and Nicaragua uh, Esteli and Jalapa in Nicaragua, along with the Florida sun grown tobacco which is grown on a 20-acre farm in Claremont, Florida. And for those who don't know, Florida Sun Grown is the tobacco um, that is uh, grown by Jeff Borschwitz of Corona Cigar Co. Um, this cigar was the second, I think it was the second Freestyle Live cigar that Drew Estate debuted with their new um, Freestyle Live event. As you guys know, last year, Cigar of the Year was the Undercrown 10 Toro, which was the first Freestyle Live cigar from Drew Estate. Uh, this was the second Freestyle Live. So the Freestyle Live program has been interesting because it's kind of the new way that Drew introduces their new cigars. Um, also, in the first uh, two years of our list that we've done, um, a Freestyle Live cigar has made it onto the list. One of them won Cigar of the Year last year. This one is a little bit deeper on the list, but it's on the list nonetheless. Um, and I, I was just really, I was really, I was impressed with the cigar. It was different. Um, it was. It was, you know, I feel the word unique gets overused, but I definitely can use the word unique on this cigar. Yeah, uh, A lot of I people agree. talk about FSG having a very distinct flavor, although it is only a small part of this blend, uh, you know, especially with being a Connecticut, it allows sometimes those binders to really... Uh, to really come through a little bit more because Connecticut shade, a lot of people, well, this is Ecuadorian shade grown. Um, a lot of people kind of already know the flavor of what to expect with Ecuadorian shade, and it tends to be on the milder side, right? And uh, and again, you know, very common fillers of Esteli and Jalapa. So, you know, you're like, oh, this is what I expect out of this cigar, but then it throws you kind of this curveball, right? Some people describe it as like a little bit musty. Uh, I find it gets a little bit of nuttiness in there. Uh, you know, as many boutique smokers say, like, oh, I don't I don't smoke Connecticut's very often. I would say I'm one of them who doesn't smoke Connecticut's very often. Um, and I really enjoyed this actually. it uh, it was it was a really, really good cigar. The density of the cigar was amazing, and the smoke production was amazing. Oh yeah, and oh yeah, hundred percent. It, it just had uh, much more full flavors than, you know, your standard Connecticut. So, uh, yeah, if you're looking for – if you love Connecticut's but you're looking to kind of get into the next level, uh, this delivers great flavor profile that is that is a, a bit more. 
and I can't I can't wait to see what what Jeff does with all the all the FSG he's growing. You know, he's he's getting it into hands of many people, and people are trying to play with it. And you know, this being I don't think it's was it's the fourth fourth. I don't know how many cigars he officially has released with FSG outside of like his own. I think he does like his own personal blends. So well, he's got he's got the original FSG cigars. Mm-hmm. Um, they did this one. I believe he's used some FSG in like a Davidoff exclusive that he has, as oh. he does a lot of business with Davidoff. So I think there's a Davidoff with FSG that I think you can only get from Corona. Actually, I think you can only get it at the Corona store. I don't even know if it's online, uh, but I know I've yeah. seen it. I know I've seen it because I've been to Corona a few times and I've seen it on the shelf. Um, and then I feel like there is one more that's eluding me right. I feel like I feel like there's another one that has FSG in it, and it's eluding me right now. Um, but there's at yeah, least I, four I for sure. Remember. I'm pretty sure there's at least four that use FSG tobacco. But you're right; it's interesting. And then I know that one of the things he did was uh, he started doing FSG beef. So some of the the, the cattle that he has on the farm, he's actually um, slaughtered for meat, and they've and they've eaten the meat, and they've done some events with it and stuff like that so uh yeah really interesting a lot of interesting stuff that oh, yeah. they, they do with that with that fsg stuff and uh, it's it's really turned into a, like a whole nother brand for them which is great yeah jeff is just yeah doing so much with that farm and uh yeah i can't I, like i said can't wait to see what what more comes out with the fsg all right now this next one where are my ambassadors at where are my ambassadors and number 20 the McAuliffe Migdalia Special Edition. It's a 5x40, uh, what they like to call a Lons Drace. Uh, Mexican San Andreas wrapper over a Sumatran binder and fillers from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. This is a cigar that came out for uh, International Women's Day. And uh, it came out in these beautiful blue lacquered 12-count boxes. Uh, which I think Nicole and I must have smoked. I don't know, at least four or five of them this year, uh, maybe more. This was a cigar well, with, that we both really enjoyed. With that Vitola, you know, it's so easy to have a cigar or start with that and have multiple after it. Um, I found it had a nice, clean profile, really good medium strength, medium body. You know, nice. To- natural tobacco sweetness a bit of wood minor like kind of mild pepper as well and uh, you know being again up here in canada we get these colder days and sometimes you want to get out and you just need something that isn't going to take you two and a half hours and uh, you know approaching this was perfect for those kinds of days absolutely uh, you know it gave you the flavor profile you wanted um and and you felt satisfied after after having the cigar i really enjoyed it yeah, this cigar was one that I I liked for when I didn't have a lot of time. I liked for when so a lot of times, especially in the summertime, I, I, I smoke a lot of cigars. Um, even just outside of doing stuff like this, I, I just I smoke a lot. I'm a power smoker. I smoke a lot. I smoke fast. Um, you know, people think I'm crazy when I tell them, you know, like how many cigars do you smoke a day? And I'm like, I mean, in the summertime, some some days I smoke four or five. Uh, if not more, 
Um, sometimes I'll be smoking and, you know, I'll smoke a lot of, you know, regular size, you know, Toros and Churchills and, you know, stuff like that. And then I get to like the end of the night and I'm like, I still want some more, but like, I don't want like another full cigar. This also I find is a great like end of the night cigar. It's like that last cigar you want just to kind of like, you know, finish off with something. It's a great end of the night cigar for me. It's a great like short, you know, period cigar for me. Uh, it's a good winter cigar. It's, um, it's a great cigar for the car too you just don't you you, you want to smoke in the car but you don't have a long drive um it's good because by the time you know you have if you have a decent drive you, you smoke this cigar you'll be just about done with it where, when you get wherever you're going um it just it works on so many levels it really is and the blend is great and i to be honest with you this is probably one of if not my favorite cigar from McAuliffe. and you know McAuliffe is a brand that is small and you know they've been growing the last couple of years. They've they've done some internal tweaks and stuff like that. They're they're kind of you know really starting to make some moves, so to speak. Cause they have a long way to go still, but um, they're in the right direction for the most part. And I think that this cigar was just one that really it just really it got my attention, and, and I think it would grab the attention of a lot of people who are new new to McAuliffe. Um, and really bring them in. So I think they're gonna do this again for next year. I I don't remember. Um, but I, 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 if not, I hope, I hope they do. Uh, if not, hopefully they bring it back at some point. Cause this cigar was just, it was just fantastic. Um, yeah. Next cigar on the list. Um, I don't, I think he's like, I, I, so, so far, almost everyone who's on the list is, you know, is here in the comments. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's here, but I think his component is watching on YouTube. Cause he usually always does, uh, at number 19, the Room 101 13th Anniversary, a 6x52 Nicaraguan Puro. This cigar has made it A.J. Fernandez. Um, to be honest with you, I think this cigar is the best anniversary cigar that Matt has made. Uh, I've smoked I've every single that. one of them, the 10, the 11, the 12, and the 13. They're all really good. They're all really good. The 11th, I would say, is probably my second favorite. This one, I mean, th this one was a real banger for me. It, it was just everything about it. The construction was on point. The way it smoked, the way it burned, the smoke production wasn't too tight. The flavor in it, I mean, um, I mean, I, I mean, I could go on for hours about it. This, this is, and perhaps it's. I think it's my favorite Rim One One cigar um, that I've had outside of probably. Actually, I don't want to say because uh, we might talk about it later. So uh, I'm, that's all I'm going to say for now. But, uh, no, this cigar was great. It really was. And um, the Anniversary Series is one that I really enjoy from Matt. It's another – you know, and we talk a lot about Limiteds, right? You know, yep. and we've already seen a few on the list already. Um, I know that the discussion happens where – you know, oh, is there too many limiteds out there right now? And you know, are, are people are are people overusing the limiteds? Right. That's a t that's a conversation for another time. But the point is, is that a lot of these limiteds are really good. And the sucky thing is, is that they're limited and they're one-off runs. So it's like they come out and they're fantastic, and then they're gone. And then it's just like, fuck, that's it. Um, <laughs> but it's part of the appeal. It is. It is. But you know why? It, it you know credit is. Um, Credit is earned and where it's due or wherever, whatever the fucking saying is. Uh, I get I get too much of thinking <laughs> right now. But no, seriously, it earned its way on the list. So um, seriously, this this was a great one. It really it really surprised me this year. Um, Matt calls it the stinky pinky. Obviously, with the the pink band and the pink boxes and um, 
just I wouldn't expect anything less from him. Obviously, anyone who knows him. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's too bad we didn't have pictures of our uh, of our feet for Shadow Army out there. You know. I know, I know, and it's funny. Shadow One is normally here with us, and Shadow One's been bugging me all week about what's going to be number one, and now Shadow One is not here. So hopefully, Shadow One sees us at some point. Um, Stace Brooklyn says that Room One One is good because AJ doesn't make crap. I mean, to be fair, yeah. I mean, a lot of the stuff that AJ Fernandez makes, you know, a lot of brands use AJ Fernandez, and a lot of the times those cigars are fantastic. I mean, I, it's just it's just one of those factories where like, I've very rarely ever been let down by something that they've made. Um, I don't know if you can attest to that either, but for me, that's just kind of how it how it really feels. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it really is. It's it's a solid factory. All right, moving on. All right. I know this guy's going to be excited. Uh, number 18. I wish I had a, like a little drum loop thing. I could do like a drum roll for each one. Yeah, we we need a we need the soundboard. I know. Um although if I did it for all 25, it would probably drive people fucking insane. <laughs> so, I'd go a little crazy. <laughs> At number 18, All Saints, the St. Francis, Colorado Churchill. Here it is. This is a cigar that has been on my mind all year, all year since it came out. Um, it's a 7x48 Churchill. It uses a Colorado Shade Ecuadorian Habano wrapper with Nicaraguan binder and filler. Uh, and it is made at the Tavacusa factory in Nicaragua. Um, you're smoking the St. Francis... Uh, the original St. Francis, which, damn, you're going through that pretty quick, too. Um, the OG, that was number two I'm last really year. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. Um, and I know Mickey's watching here, so I'm sure he'll be excited about this. I know. It's not It's not, It's not. not number two. It's not the Ricky Bobby, <laughs> but it's still on the list, Mickey. All right? You made it. Um, but, yeah, no, it's – go. no, go ahead. Go ahead. Really good cigar. I don't think I had this exact Vitola, but I have had the St. Francis Colorado – um, yeah, really solid cigar. Uh, I forget. I think it was the Toro. You might. I think I sent you the Toros. Yeah. Yeah, I think I had the Toro. So, yeah, it was it was delicious. I again, everything I've had from from All Saints so far has been really good. Uh, you know, it deserves this 18th spot. It had all those classic flavors. You know, compared to the St. Francis, you know, it has some of those underlying similarities, but just you know. It gives you a different take on it with that wrapper change, right? Absolutely. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it, it was it was solid. That's that's all I can say. Burned well, smoked well. Again, great flavor, hints of sweetness, oaky. That every every cigar so far just has this nice amount of pepper that I really love from Nicaraguan tobacco. Sometimes people overdo it with the pepper and spice, and Mickey's just finding that sweet spot, in my opinion. You know, and I have to say, with just about all of the cigars that Mickey has out right now, um, that was obviously that was number two last year. This one's on the list. Um, I've seen a lot of his. He got Cigar of the Year from the Cigar Authority. Uh, his cigars are making their way onto lists. They're making their way into good ratings with reviews. Um, I don't think I've seen any of his cigars get too low of a rating not that they're not out there i just i haven't seen it um and i have to say you know he's really he's really 
he's really on to something. I mean, he, he just the last few years, he's been firing on all cylinders. He's been putting out great cigars. You know, we just hope he keeps up that momentum. Um, just nothing but nothing Dude. but just nothing but props to Mickey Pig. And seriously, and this isn't BS just because he's here. I mean, he's on the list. I mean, he earned his way on the yeah. list. This isn't a sympathy list. You know what I mean? It's you have to make it to the list. Like I said at the beginning of the show, this is a very difficult list to make because there's a lot of good cigars. So um, the fact that he's here on the list, I mean, that says something. I mean, and he made the list last year, and he's making it to other lists. I mean, he's just putting some really good cigars out right now. It, All Saints has become one of my favorite go-to brands. Um, and for you, I, you've been, you, you've been raving about uh, – th- yeah, th- I think it's three years. Um, you know – shit, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. You, I mean, one of the brands that you won't stop talking about, and not in a bad way, is All Saints. It's like every time we talk, sometimes you know, somehow the the All Saints cigars come up, and you know, I have to say, it's it it truly is. These cigars are just a reflection on on everyone that's involved in making them. So, uh, congratulations to Mickey um, for making it to the list, and um, you know, there's always next year for Ricky Bobby, you know, or you know, you <laughs> could go, you, maybe you can get number one. I don't know. What would you yeah, rather you can have? Shake and bake. Would, would you rather have? Would you, would you rather have the shake and bake, or would you rather have number one? Um, the only other thing I have to say is uh, just I'm excited to I'm excited to see you know what else he's got going on in the future. So, um, at number seventeen, Amendola Family Cigar Co. The Padrino Bellicoso. This cigar is another one that I've just been all over this year. Um, this cigar is a five and three quarter by fifty-two Connecticut broadleaf wrapper, and the rest of the blend is undisclosed. I believe this cigar is also made at AJ Fernandez, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I know Jeff and uh, Chris are here in the comments section, so they can clarify that. But I'm pretty sure this is also an AJ Fernandez cigar. Um, one of the trends, uh, actually, before I say this, I have to make sure we haven't gone too far because I'm also I have the entire list in my head already. Uh, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. Um, until until we get further up in the list, but th- there's a there's a trend, there's a trend with the list that I didn't even pick up on until after the list was already set in stone. I think it was like yesterday, uh, and I and I started to like look through, it and I was like, oh, and I, I saw a trend. And I'm, gonna, I'm gonna don't let me forget when we get closer to like number like six and number five. Remind me because there's a trend here, and um, I just I found it interesting. I found it. I don't even I don't even think I told you that I noticed it. Maybe you did, but. There's a trend here. Uh, no, this cigar is great. Uh, the Bellicoso size I thought was fantastic. Uh, I first discovered this cigar back in February, and since then, it's been on my mind for this list all year. This is a cigar that has just been um, – it's continued to smoke really well. As they sit and they age, they continue to get better. A lot of flavor. It's not a big cigar. It's not a big bellicoso. A lot of bellicosos use a lot of fat bellicosos. Uh, it's on the slimmer side, but it, it's it's still it performs really well. Um, you know, Stace mentioned before about AJ Fernandez. You know, this is another example. This is another AJ Fernandez cigar that's on the list. Uh, dark wrapper, uh, but it's not too powerful. It delivers all the flavor you'd want without going too far. Um, it really is, and and, and 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 just a huge shout out and huge congratulations to to the Amendola guys. I know they're here tonight. Um, this oh, yeah, cigar, you know. this cigar has just been lights out for me all year. Amendola is a really cool cool company. You know, before before we went on, we were kind of talking about our heritage. Obviously, you know, Amendola wear, wear their flag, you know, on their sleeve with the Italian pride there, and both That's you right. and I being half Italian, you know, we gotta we gotta support, and uh, yeah, you know, again. 
newer company kind of do yeah, well not super new but you know they're out there grinding and i think they one, one of the coolest things that i think they're still doing it i, I i'm pretty sure it was them but they were they were kind of on this path of one vitola for like each blend right just like this is the vitola that this blend should be in and i just thought that was always such a cool thing also Jeffrey, you know, I follow him on Instagram. He's always got those awesome videos of him rolling. Uh, hopefully one day I can get a hand roll from him and and, uh, and share a cigar because those look delicious. And, and yeah, Amendola is just making making moves every year. And I can't wait to see what more they have. And obviously this, this cigar again, earning 17, really, really nice spot on the list here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, one thing I want to say <clears throat> to the brand owners who are here, um, and this is to no one in particular, but uh, if your cigar came up on the list and you thought like, okay, there I am, I'm out, don't go anywhere because there's a couple of companies that have multiples on this list. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, um, this, this is definitely not teaser or rumor free here. Yeah, no. So <laughs> just don't don't think if, you know, don't think, you know, as we go through the list, don't think that, you know, hey, I'm out. Uh, you might You might still be in it. Um, but no, seriously, uh, congratulations to those guys. This is a great cigar, and um, I look forward to, to more. They're they're another one of those small brands, but they're putting them they're putting their bricks on the wall one by one, and uh, just I really can't wait to see what else they do. Yeah. All right. So at number sixteen, uh, this cigar, while technically it's been out for a few years, uh, it made its way onto this list this year because. Um, it was it it's it's a more it's a more difficult cigar to obtain, but for the most part, it's it's more of a regular release now, and I felt comfortable putting it on the list this year. Um, this cigar was on a lot of lists last year, and it got talked about a lot because it was on lists, and it is a great cigar. I mean, it's on it's on my list this year, but it came out at, it was on a lot of lists at a time when. Um, it was just way more difficult to obtain, and it got a lot of criticism and stuff. And I was hesitant to put it on the list because I didn't want to put it on too early when it was too unobtainable. Um, and while it's still unobtainable, it, it it is more of a regular production, so to speak, now according to the manufacturer. Yeah. Um, but at number sixteen, we're going with the Liga Privada H99 Toro. Uh, this is obviously a cigar that many people are very familiar with. Uh, perhaps my favorite Liga Privada. Uh, it's it's I don't know it's actually you know it used to be the number nine, but between this and the Liga Ten and Avasario, uh, those are both pretty good. I I might lean a little bit more towards Liga Ten, but this one was just uh, it's this one surprised me. That's what I'll say. This one really surprised me. If you're a Liga Pravada smoker and you haven't had this yet, um, it's quite different from a lot of the other Liga Pravadas that you've probably already smoked. Um, I know Nicole can attest to this too. Uh, she's in the comments. This is a 6x52 Toro. It's a Corojo seed leaf grown in the Connecticut River Valley um, over a Mexican San Andreas Negro binder and a blend of Honduran and Nicaraguan fillers. This one was a lot smoother, a lot softer. Um, you know, you have a really, you know, you have the number 9, which is dark and really rich. You have the T52, it's a lot more spice. This one was a lot more refined, mellow, um, not crazy on the flavor, but in a way that it was subtle and enjoyable. Um, if you can get your hands on it, 
Roll the dice and get it. I mean, don't overpay for it. I've seen some of these cigars out there. People are, are asking way more than they should be. Um, and, I, and, I, and I know it's limited, but it, I mean, I think the MSRP on this is 15 bucks. So don't pay yeah, 40 Don't Correct don't me if I'm wrong, but I think this was originally released in uh, for Europe, was it not? Or and then, and then eventually released for the, Or was that another blend? Well, I know the Bauhaus, the Liga Unico Bauhaus was oh, released that, in Germany. Yeah, maybe it was Bauhaus, yeah, but... Um, which we don't yeah, have in the United States. Uh, or or Canada. I don't think it's in Canada either, right? No, we we do have uh, Drew, Estate, but Drew Estate up here. Uh, maybe, like, every once in a while, like, five boxes enter into the country so of Liga Pravada. So it's it's pretty it's pretty hard to get anything up here um, in terms of that. Under, Undercrown's a pretty big... Like, a lot of people smoke a lot of Undercrown's up here, though. Yeah, Undercrown's a great line. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the, the H99, <clears throat> if you can get your hands on it, don't overpay for it. Like I said, don't pay 40 bucks for it. But if you can find them at your local retailer... Um, a lot of times, a lot of the online guys, they do a lot of samplers and stuff. I know once in a while, Smoke In does a, does a sampler with them. Uh, buy one, check it out. It's, it's, I think it, it, it's a cigar that might surprise you if you're a Liga smoker and you haven't had it already. At number 15, this is perhaps one of the best cigars to come out of PCA this year. Uh, I first smoked it, and um, I was really blown away. And I, Nicole really loves this cigar. Nicole really loves this brand. Uh, a brand that has, has, has gone through a couple of changes this year. Um, but nevertheless, here they are at number 15, the Luciano Mas Igneous Short Robusto. This is a four and a half by 50. So it's a small little cigar, but for that small size, it really packs a punch. Uh, Ecuadorian Corojo 98 wrapper over a Brazilian binder and fillers from Nicaragua. Uh, this cigar is, um, is kind of made in tandem with the Mas Igneous wine that Luciano, um, also owns, uh, I, I believe a steak in. I don't know if he owns the whole thing, but... Um, if some of you may have heard of the Masignius wine, you have the Masignius cigar. Um, Luciano was on the show a few months ago and we talked about this cigar. I think, I think actually, I think we smoked this on the show. I can't remember. Um, but this cigar was, was definitely like one of like four cigars that after the, after the show, we, you know, they came out and we started smoking the samples and, 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 uh, they were hitting shelves and, you know, talking to retailers and retailers talking about how well they were selling. And, you know, we got some more and we smoked them. They were really, really yeah. good. Everyone was talking about this right after the trade show for sure. Um, it was, you know, people were going over to like, oh, my top five, top ten cigars to look for hitting shelves. Uh, this was, this was always, uh, I don't know, pretty much every person's list I saw, this was, this was hitting it. And yeah, you know, Lu Luciano doing some out of the box things with, again, kind of creating a cigar specifically with a pairing in mind, kind of like. Uh, taking, I think when he talked about it, he was talking about pH, right? You don't hear almost any blender talk about pH of both soil or the pH of like how it changes in your mouth and also how wine affects it, right? And so he kind of approached it at a very scientific level. And um, yeah, it's really, really, really cool to hear uh, those kind of approaches to blending and that it comes out with, you know, what was, you know, really really good cigar hitting in at 15 yeah no this this is like i said this is probably one of um you know you want to talk about like you know the mid-year releases uh or the stuff we saw uh, this is definitely one of my favorites i think there was a job well done 
prior to this, I mean, Luciano was making, you know, a lot of nice things. Uh, the Dreamer was a, it was a fan favorite. Um, you know, I know Nicole actually was the first one to start smoking a lot of his stuff back when it was Ace Prime. Um, and she's actually the one that really pointed it out to me. She's like, hey, have you tried this stuff from Luciano? And I was like, uh, a little bit. And then she was like, hey, like, we, you know, like, let's dive into this. And I started smoking more of it. And I was like, wow, I mean, yeah, she's right. I mean, there's there's a lot of good cigars here. Um, you know, and, and I know is, and I'm not going to get into it. I know there's been some changes with, 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 you know, the company this year, but what I will say is that regardless of anything of that, um, the most important thing is the cigars that are made and the cigars that are, are being put on the store shelves and the cigars speak for themselves. Um, I wish him the, the best of luck and hopefully it's nothing but, uh, nothing but up from here and he continues to grow and, and really build on this brand. Cause so far, I mean, he, he's, he, you know, he reminds me of Mickey Peg, you know, with all saints, you know, just, Coming out of the gate, so far almost every cigar he's got, it's 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 a real winner for me, and uh, I just I, I can't wait to see what else he does. I really it's 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 really awesome. Next, yeah, I'm also at, really excited to see. It, next at number fourteen, this is an interesting one. Um, this is a celebrity cigar, and it's probably the only celebrity cigar that you know we talk about celebrity branded cigars and. A lot of people will tell you like, "Oh yeah, hmm," and you know you kind of get that reaction like, "Oh yeah, another celebrity cigar." And uh, look, the problem with celebrity cigars is like they come out and they have like a splash in the bucket, and then they just they just disappear. You know, um, I can name several cigars like that. I won't right now, but um, even I think it was Steve Saka when he came on the show earlier this year in the fall. This cigar, actually, he mentioned specifically saying, I think this is going to be the exception um, to celebrity cigars where it's actually going to be really successful. And I think so far it has been. And that is, at number 14, by Espinosa Cigars, the Knuckle Sandwich Maduro, um, the Robusto, 5x52, Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and filler. Um... You know, what can we say? This is a Guy Fieri's brand, uh, the Knuckle Sandwich brand. Uh, he partnered with Espinosa. Uh, there's a, the Habano, the Maduro. They just announced, I believe it's a, a Connecticut Shade that's coming out. Um, yeah, Connecticut so, Shade. So this, this brand is growing. Um, hopefully it continues to. This cigar has been one of those cigars that there was a lot of hubbub about all year. From the beginning to the end of the year, this is like one of those. This is like one of like five cigars I heard about nonstop. Um, and of course, yes, you have guys' name and association with it. So obviously, people, you know, you have that. Oh, it's guys' cigar. But at the same time, like I just said, there's so many celebrity cigars that come out. Is someone puts their name on something, and it's like, oh my god, like such and such. But then, like, it dies out. This cigar, you know, stood on its own without the name attachment. You know, it performs well. It tastes well. Espinosa is a factory that, uh, or a company that they've been doing some really good stuff you know, with their own stuff, the Espinosa stuff. Uh, and I think that it, w it was interesting. When I first heard that they were going to be the ones making this cigar, I was like, that's interesting. But as time went on, I'm like, you know, they were really the perfect fit for this. And I think that the, sure. the two together, I think, was a, was a, is a great partnership. And I think it's so far it's paid off for both parties. And I think it's going to continue to grow. Uh, they've already expanded the line. Um, 
so really I just I'm I'm excited I I really think this will be the celebrity cigar to break the stereotype I really I really do yeah and you know guy he's uh it seems like he's willing to put in the time to show his face in the industry and to really help promote it even outside of the industry right there's multiple times you hear him being like doing press releases for other stuff and he's got the knuckle sandwich in his hand or even lit up right so he's uh he's doing he's doing everything to get it out there he seems stoked about it he is a, a real cigar enthusiast right so that that's what comes first and you can tell he put his heart and soul into this alongside you know the whole espinosa team you know you had the maduro and the habano bro and uh, both really really good but we have the maduro here and i loved it i thought it was super it, it took you to Flavortown, you know, that, that's all I can yeah, say. Yeah, it took you to Flavortown, uh, yeah, it, was a it one did. Tic- it, was a, it was a one-way ticket to Flavortown, and uh, at the end of that was a knuckle sandwich, and it was delicious, and it hit you in the face, and uh, yeah, it, it's a well-deserving 14th spot. Obviously, it got some other recognition this week as well, and hitting some other lists, and uh, I I can't wait to see this thing grow. <laughs> it's gonna, I think it's going to be the the biggest celebrity cigar out there and uh, i'm so glad to see it in the hands of espinosa because yeah they make amazing stuff and i think they're on that precipice of you know that boutique but the big boutique right they're they're kind of filling in the the next shoes and they're they're growing and and they're they're gonna be kind of the they're they're leveling up you know they're leveling up i also just want to take the time i know hector alfonso is here watching with us so i just want to Throw another just congrats out to him. You know, he obviously played a huge part in making this cigar. Um, so just, you know, a job well done to Hector Alfonso um, oh, yeah. from Espinosa. Uh, great guy, you know, great company, and uh, just job well done. Congrats on this one, too. Um, yeah, you congrats, know, Hector. It, it really it really did. This one really earned Whole Espinosa spot. team. Um, just the comments so far. Um, I'm trying not to bring them up because I don't want to get it in the way of all the photos, but um, – <laughs> It's funny because we have where is it? Uh, Mickey Peg said I'd ra- I would rather smoke a knuckle sandwich than get one. Uh, Nicole said quote of the night from Mitchell. I believe she was talking about when you said it brought you to Flavor Town. <laughs> um, yeah. And then Hector said, "Who the hell are gonna give you a knuckle sandwich?" <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, exactly. Mi- who's, and Mickey who's, Peg. Who's Mickey. giving Mickey a knuckle sandwich, man? And then Mickey and then Mickey follows up with Eric. <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll give you that leaf of habano right to the face. Oh yeah. So moving on, we're we're encroaching on the top ten. We're at number thirteen here. Uh, at number it's getting th- juicy. It's getting juicy. This is this is where he really starts to get down on the wire, you know, as you get to the end. Like, okay, well, who's gonna make it? Uh, number thirteen. This is a cigar that came out um, from a company that we have been talking about all year. And it's not a company that makes cigars. This is a, a distribution company uh, that's that's mainly behind this brand. Um, if you follow along with the Smoking Tobacco Show and the Spare Notes Show, um, you're gonna know exactly exactly what we're what we're talking about. Uh, this is a company that was one of our most anticipated um, ones to see at the trade show. Uh, because of uh, how hot their first half of the year was, and then how hot the second half of the year was, um, it's been—it's just been a very hot topic, and that is going to be from United Cigar, at number thirteen, the Red Anchor, the Admiral, a six by fifty-two Ecuador Habano two thousand wrapper over Dominican binder and filler. This is made at the Kellner Tobacco Boutique Factory. Um, Red Anchor is a 
brand that I believe it's the oldest cigar brand in America, if I remember correctly. Um, and this is a and brand. That's what they say. Yeah, and this is a brand that was resurrected by United, completely redone, redesigned, and reintroduced to the market this year at PCA in Las Vegas. And this cigar. Wow. This cigar reminded me a lot of some of the classic Davidoffs. It it really did. Um, and it it really I know Nicole smoked this and I wish she was on here with us to talk a little bit more about this, but this cigar was was fantastic. I you know, one of the things I found it to be it was it was it was a lot like H ninety nine. It wasn't too powerful, it wasn't overbearing, it was just enough flavor to just really put you on this nice ride, really smooth, just enough complexity. Uh, it was subtle, just a great cigar, a good medium, mild plus medium cigar um, for me, you know, and I, I, I was excited about this cigar. The only problem was I grabbed some when it came out. I smoked them. I thought they were great. I smoked through everything we had, and then, you know, as as we do, we keep smoking all these different things. And then when I went back, and I was like, hey, I need more of these. And they were already gone. They were already sold out. So these sold <laughs> out already. They're already gone, um, which sucks because uh, I want more. Uh, and I think I think there will be another release coming out in the beginning of the year. Um, yeah. But, yeah, even, even as Nicole said, you know, the construction, the flavor, everything was so good on it um, all around. It wasn't, you know, it, it was it was it was a perfect cigar. You know, for those, I don't know, I know Hector's here, and I know Coop's in here somewhere, and uh, for those who watch Oliver's baseball, chiming in. Oliver's here. Obviously, Oliver's here. Um, you know, if you watch baseball, you know, if you're like a big baseball guy, you'll hear people talk about um, players and their skills, right? You'll hear someone uh, like Bryce Harper has been called a five a five star player or a five tool player. It's a player who who encompasses all of the skills. You know, running, fielding, um, throwing, hitting, hitting with power. Um, they can do all of it. You know, most players have a couple of them that they're really good at, and the, the teams, you know, kind of build the roster around that. Uh, then you got players, you know, like even Mike Trout, um, players who can do it all. And I like to use that a lot with cigars because it's like it's not just about how it tastes. It's you know, it's how it burns. It's it's how it's made. The construction, the quality of the tobaccos, the, the smoke production. It's it's everything, right? This is one of those cigars where, you know, it's not crazy fancy or anything like that, it, but it performs super well. And it performs super, you know, high quality, um, and, and all around. It, there's there's no part of it that's like, well, but this part, no. Like every aspect of it was just really, really on par. It was great. Um, so if you if you have a local United Cigar retailer, they have these. If they're still on, is still in stock, grab them. You won't be disappointed. Um, I think the only the only critique I had on it, which has nothing to do with really the cigar itself, was. I thought the price point was just a wee bit high on it, but I won't complain because it's really good, uh, and, it, and it's hard to argue against that when every aspect of it was so good. But um, other than that, like I said, if you can find it, get it. Yeah. Now, this is uh, we're going to number twelve, and the next cigar is going to come on the list. Now, this cigar was talked about a lot on last year's lists. And uh, this was very popular last year. Um, a lot, mostly because of the timing of when it was released and whatnot. And it was another one of the cigars that you heard a lot of people talking about, like, why is this on lists? 
you know, it just came out, or it's I, actually I don't even think it was actually officially out yet when a lot of lists came out. Um, but it's still a fantastic cigar, and it's scored highly across a lot of publications. Um, it's also it's also one where you know people get excited about this brand. Uh, and coming from Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, that's right, Saka fans, pay attention. The Sin Compromiso Paladin de Saka made its way onto the list this year, and I don't think a lot of people are going to be surprised by that. Uh, 7x50 Mexican San Andreas wrapper over Ecuador Habano binder and uh, Nicaragua and Pennsylvania fillers. Um, now, the one thing about this cigar is I believe this one has a very slightly tweaked blend from the rest of the Sin Compromiso line. Um, I first smoked this... I want to say January of this year. No, actually, no. I had it last year. I had it last year. I had it December. I think I had this last December, and I was like, wow, this is going to be great for next year. And then it started appearing on lists everywhere. And um, But we started, we started, I believe its official launch was around the TPE time, and I had it um, again this year several times, and every time I had it, it just felt like it got better and better. Um, we had a bunch yeah, of them laying around. I think we smoked them all, but I mean, yeah, these are fantastic. Steve just blends amazing stuff all the time. Um, and you know, the price point is always in question, but whenever you come into a cigar from Steve, it's, you know, and from Dumbarton, you're always getting quality. You're always getting amazing flavor. You're always getting great construction. And like you were just saying about the experience as a whole, it's, uh, it's a full experience with this, you know, the whole sin line in, in general. And this, obviously, like you said, Paladin is kind of that tweak, that little extra of, of everything is, um, you know, I'm really, really excited for it to come in a slightly shorter Vitola. Um, personally, uh, you know, I don't know what his plans are for it, but, uh, but yeah, sometimes again, being up here in a little cold weather, seven, seven by 50 can, uh, <laughs> and you want to savor these kind of cigars, right? Can be a little bit of a struggle, but uh, that's true. Yeah, and that's true. And, you know, and it's funny when you, when you talk about any other brand with this cigar, I'd say, yeah, you know, who knows? But when it comes to Steve, really, who knows? Because you know, he's very particular, and I don't even mean this in a bad way. He he's very he's very particular with how he creates his blends. You know, size, uh, the tobaccos. He's very, very particular. You know, if you, you've probably seen him on a lot of shows. He was on our show a couple months ago. We talked a lot about, you know, his blending process. And, you we know, probably, he probably went through 80 test blends just to just yeah. to make this cigar. Yeah. He, <laughs> you know? He, yeah, he probably went through a lot of test blends. <laughs> he buys, uh, he told us he, he buys more test blends uh, or he claims to. I don't, I don't know if, it, I don't know how true it is, but, you know, according to Steve, he buys more test blends than almost anybody else. Uh, from the factories, uh, and he goes through so many of them. And, um, you know, he, he spends so much time going over these. And I feel like he's one of those guys that even though he puts out a cigar, he, he's always he's always never fully satisfied with it. You know, he just gets it to a point where it, it, it feels good enough to release, but it's almost like I feel like Steve's like always trying to tweak it just a little more, just a little more, just a little more. Um, and But he is very particular about the sizes too. So um, yes. it's something that he's specifically talked about a lot. Uh, on, on every show he's gone on, pretty much. 
So it will be interesting. I know that there's you know there's some other cigars that we'll talk about, uh, or we have talked about you know in the past from Steve that um, he is going to do in other sizes, or he ended up doing in other sizes, or stuff like that. But um, yeah, you're right. It would be interesting to see this particular cigar in a smaller format, shorter uh, like a shorter length too. It had a lot of power yeah. to it. Uh, I'd love to see this in like a shorter robusto and what kind of power he could you know pull out of that. Because uh, you know, yeah. again, this this cigar was, whew, whew, man, this cigar was fantastic. The moment I lit it, I was like, shit, this cigar is going to be great. <laughs> and I, I I smoked tons of them, and they were great. Um, all right, one step closer to the top ten. The next one on the list. This one was tough. Uh, this one was in the ten. Was out of the ten. It was in the ten. It was out of the ten. It was. It, it, this is this is where the list gets trickier and trickier as we go. Um, this one was also a limited edition release that came out last year um, for the holidays, and I believe 2023 it's coming back and it will be an annual holiday release, according to the owner of the brand. Um, this is the Room 101 Namakubi Ranfla, uh, a five and a half by 50 Perfecto. This was made at Tabacalera William Ventura. It features an Ecuador Habano wrapper over um, a Honduran binder and fillers from Honduras and the Dominican Republic. This cigar, you want to talk about a cigar that... You know, when I first smoked it, I went into it thinking, like, this is going to be good. Uh, I knew where it was made. Um, that factory has been pretty good, pretty solid. In fact, if it wasn't for the fact that the factory burned down, <laughs> um, man, they've they, they been doing some really good stuff in Ventura. Just, yeah. oh, man. I mean, I you know, I had them on my Who to Watch list. If anyone who saw the, the Who to Watch list uh, for brands on SmokingTobacco.com that came out recently, they were on there, and I unfortunately, I made the decision to take them off because after what happened, I was like, I don't know what's going to happen with them now. And I don't want to, you know, say, like, this is someone to watch when they could be taking several steps back now. Uh, but I, I, and I really hope I'm wrong, and I really hope that they, they find a way to really turn it around quickly because uh, they were doing some really good stuff. And this cigar is no exception. I mean, it's a smaller cigar. It's smaller than, you know... Um, than I thought it was. I don't know. I didn't know the exact size when I got it, but I thought it was bigger. But when I actually started, I was like, oh, this is a lot smaller. And I'm not a smaller cigar guy. Uh, there's a couple of them on the list, obviously, but for the most part in general, I'm not a smaller cigar guy. Most people who know me, I, I like them, you know, I like more Toros or bigger Toros or um, a, a lot of like um, like the the seven inch or seven and a half that are like by 50, 54. Um, not, you know, not like the 48 Churchills. I like, like a thicker Churchill, uh, smaller cigars are just, I don't know. It's nothing against them. I just, I don't really smoke them, but every now and again, a few will come along that really blow me away. And this is one of them. And I was like, again, it just, it was made really well. The construction was fantastic. The way it burned, it burned evenly. This is one of those cigars that, um, I smoked about, I don't know, seven of them. And every single one, I had no issues. I never had to touch them up. They never tunneled on me. The, the ash was never, like, really loose and flaky. It always held really well. Um, the flavor 
very complex, very flavorful, not too strong, but enough to really keep you on the edge of your seat the whole way through. I smoked every single one of these almost down to nothing. Um, just I couldn't get enough of them. And it really, it really earned its way onto this list. Like I said, it was tricky. I had it in the ten. I took it out of the ten. It, it was just, it was tough uh, with some of the stuff that came out later in the game, um, and things got moved around. It, like I said, it was, it's tricky. You know, we talked about this before the show. The, the list is really tricky, but um, it's a, it's a stacked list, that's for sure. If it couldn't be in the top ten, I said it, it's got to be right outside the top ten because this cigar just yeah. really blew me away. Um, really, really, just excited to see. Like I said. Uh, I'm really excited to see next year's release, too, and hopefully these kind of stay on par. I don't know if they're going to change now, but we'll see. Um, all right. We are now getting into – oops, sorry. We are now getting into the top ten. The and top ten. This and is what everyone's here for. I know, right? This is this is what I, this is this is where everyone came to play. Um, before we get into the top ten, I'm going to take a quick break just to touch up my cigar because I've been talking a lot, what, so I haven't really been puffing. What are you much. smoking? Uh, I don't think you mentioned it, did you? Did I? I thought I did. I'm smoking a Padron 1964 Maduro A. Uh, I grabbed cool. something a little extra special for tonight because I knew we were doing an extra special show. And I wanted to smoke something um, a little extra special. I wanted to treat myself tonight because it's a fun night. Yeah. Mm. No, delicious. You know, can't can't go wrong with Padron. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, these are good. I found these. I was at, Shout out to... Penthouse Cigar Lounge. I grabbed a couple of these when I was down there last week uh, doing a gourmet smoke sessions with none other than the great John Carney of La Flo Dominicana. Uh, great event. Carney. Great people. Great shop. If you're ever in the Hartford, Connecticut area, check out that shop. It's a great shop. Uh, manufacturers who are listening, um, check out that shop. Get your shit in there. Uh, great people. All right. Top 10. Are you ready for the top 10, Mitchell? Born ready. This is what we came here for. We're getting close. We're getting close. All right. At number 10, this is a cigar that um, came to me a little bit late in the game this year. Um, but I'm glad that it did because as soon as I smoked it, I was I was really blown away. Um, this is a brand. Before I announce what it is, this is a brand that ha it's a smaller brand. It hasn't gotten a lot of love. Um, but it recently changed hands. And I think the new ownership group um, has done an extremely well job of getting it more recognized. Um, and you're going to see why in a second, and it'll make more sense. And um, I'm just, I'm really excited for them. And this was their first limited release that they did. And it is the Dissident Molotov from Dissident Cigars. And, um, of course... New owner Sin Coburn has her face right on the band. Bold move. It's a bold move. But she did it and she pulled it off. And I think that putting herself as the face of the bold brand. Bold move for a bold brand. Yeah, it's a bold move for a bold brand, but, I, but it paid off. And I think she rocks it really well. I think that she's a great face for this brand. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, following the brand, I, I see more people talking about it now. Uh, we saw these cigars getting a lot of attention. I think that the other great thing about the Molotov is that it helped a lot of people. It, it got out there really well. And I think that because of that, it helped bring smokers into the core line and really get familiar with it and recognize the core brand, um, which is, of course, I mean, at the end of the day, 
the objective of limiteds is to, you know, have something like limited run, quick, single release, you know, a little splash in the pan, but also like, you know, you want to get the consumer, you know, maybe you get maybe you get their attention with a limited, but it's also like, okay, now come check out the core line, you know, like bring them in, bring them into the core stuff. I mean, core at the end of the day, that's where these brand manufacturers they make their that's where they make their money. It's their bread and butter is the core line. Without the core line, there's no brand. Uh, as much as limiteds are fun and fantastic, and they usually sell out pretty quickly because they're so hard to get, the objective of the game is to get people into your core collection, and I think that this cigar really did that for Dissident this year. And um, this cigar is, sorry, uh, it's a 5 by 50 Ecuadorian Rojizo wrapper over Ecuadorian binder and fillers from the Dominican Republic as well as Esteli and Ometepe. Ometepe is a tobacco that uh, we don't see a lot of. I know Sin talked a little bit about this when we were at the trade show earlier this year. Um, we did our interview at the, at the Dissident booth with Sin, and she talked a little bit about this brand. Uh, another thing I want to throw out there, uh, another thing that they did, which I thought was really cool, on a kind of an unrelated note, is they kind of came out with their own little limited bourbon that I believe yes. is an, it's event only, and I think they raffle it off at every event. I don't think it's um, I don't think it's something that you can generally just get, but uh, really cool. Just again, it's something different that they have done to just get the buzz going, and I think that she is just just killing it. She's killing it with that. I mean, it, they're making some great cigars, and the brand's been around for a little while. It's changed hands. All the cigars made it. Um, Fabrica Oveja Negra, um, and they've just done a great job. They really have with it, with the recognition of the brand. I think that's the the key here for for Dissident is the the, the recognition that they have been getting um, this year. They've really just they've really stepped that up, and they didn't go crazy. They didn't create a lot of limited. They had one limited. Good amount. They all sold out pretty quickly, um, and I, I just I, I think it's done wonders for them. So I'm really excited to see what they do in the next two to three years um, yeah. because I, I really think they're going to continue to grow and uh, just spot sure. on. Well-deserved. Well, well-deserved. Yeah. Shout out to the Coburns. Definitely, definitely with the, the change of hands, I feel things are, are moving a bit better for, for distant now, and like you said, with this, this cigar, and you, know, you, were, you were messaging me saying, wow, this is this is good. And, you know, like I said, kind of came in late, but it, uh, it made the list. And like I said, at number 10, really deserving spot, really great spot. looks like really a unique look, right? Like you said, it's got that kind of, uh, that shaggy, I don't even know, like that Molotov wick, right? Like, right. That, yeah. Which I think is the idea. Super, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's super cool. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to, to see what more, uh, sin, sin has to offer into into the industry and like i said kind of approaching you know bourbon and cigars and and the whole thing right and i think i think she lives in nicaragua as well which is they do they live in nicaragua awesome now. thing to see right like someone being there able to go to factories that they're making stuff out of able to you know get their hands dirty in in the uh in the blending process and in the tobacco right and that's that's where it starts right that starts with the tobacco and when you have someone that's on the ground in the place to get things done you know you're gonna you're gonna have uh you know some good some good stuff coming out which definitely this was yeah yeah just again congratulations to them uh, keep up the good work and uh excited to see what they bring in 2023 <clears throat> at number nine this is a brand that was a little quiet for a couple of years and 
They came back at the trade show this year. And, of course, the few cigars they brought with them have already been a buzz. They've already been making a splash. I've talked to dozens of retailers about um, the performance on these. And, you know, we, we do a lot of analysis, too. You know, there's the cigars, you know, we smoke them several times. You know, we go through them and all that. But you also want to, and it's part of the reason why we have a deadline for the list, too, is because the reason why I don't allow cigars on the list that came out, like, two weeks ago is because they could come out two weeks ago and they could have, like, a good first week. And then, like, you just don't hear about them ever again. So they need some time to, like, sit on shelves and perform. And, you know, want to hear about, like, you know, what, what are people saying, you know. So our deadline is um, the October 31st. Halloween, essentially. Um, if it comes out after that, it's not eligible for the current year. So, and that goes back um, to the year before. So, yeah, I mean, this one I was excited for. Uh, before I even smoked it, I'm like, oh, man, I hope this is good. I hope this is good. Don't let me down. And it didn't. <laughs> uh, it didn't. And this is at number nine from Foundation Cigar Co., the Olmec Maduro Toro, 6x52 Mexican San Andreas wrapper over Nicaraguan binders and filler. Uh, none other than Mr. Nicholas Melilla. Malillo or Nick R. Agua, uh, as he's uh, sometimes known in some circles. Um, you know, in addition to the Olmex, we also saw. Um, I always, I, I don't know why I always fuck up the name. So Mitchell, help me out on this one. Snitcher. Yes, yes, those. Also smoked those. Fantastic. I know that you haven't gotten yours yet. Um, they're 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 waiting. I have them. So for those who don't know, because Mitchell lives in Canada, I am his. I am pretty much his tobacco liaison in the United <laughs> States. So a lot of the stuff he gets now, <laughs> it comes from me, and I have to, you know, get it over the border for him. Um, and he hasn't gotten those yet, but I have them, and they're waiting for him. Um, but no, they were fantastic. But this one really blew me away too. Um, I know Nicole smoked this one. Nicole really liked this. Uh, Stacey brings up the Claro. The Claro was also really good. They were both good in both shades. But, you know, I'm more of a Maduro guy, and the Maduro just it, it won my heart when I smoked it, and it was everything I wanted it to be. Um, I expected nothing less from Nick Melillo. I mean, you're talking about a guy who – listen, that guy knows how to blend tobacco and cigars. I mean, history oh, yeah. speaks for itself. He lives, I mean, and, lives, he lives and breathes it, right? He does. You know, he does. It's – it's funny. I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I came into, what was it like the early, early on this year, the end of last year's PCA and I was, and you know, a lot of people, Oh, you know, what brands need to make it next year. And, and foundation for me was one of those brands that was like, if they don't have a good year coming up again, like you said, he was kind of silent, did a few LDs, like what he do some, some of those. He did a firecracker for United. Yeah, that that was actually yeah. A lot of yeah. people really loved that, and I was just like, you know, he's he's got to get another core line that's a banger, right? And I was like, he's it has to be this year, and he uh, delivered. You know, he's been getting great ratings. Again, I'm sure this is going to be on many many lists. Um, a, a really funny like personal, I guess, uh, thing that I have with Nick is like a lot. Well, not with him, but he he's sometimes known as what the the chief of the broadleaf right yeah. yeah so i ironically doesn't he only have one broadleaf cigar and with the tabernacle and 
Um, right. Which is amazing. But I think he's the chief of the San Andreas, man. He, you know, you've got the, I think the, what, the Wednesday Maduro is also San Andreas. Um, he's got like two or three blends that are just absolutely awesome blends that are San Andreas. And, you know, again, he kind of, he, he loves to deep dive into this, the history of things, right. And the Olmec people. And, and that's what I love about it is it's a full experience with these cigars. Obviously they taste amazing. Um, and again, it's always hard choosing between Maduro versus Claro, just like, you know, with the knuckle sandwich, Maduro versus Habano, you know, you always have people, Oh, I like this one better than that one, but you know, we got to choose something. That's and, true. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I think Nick does amazing amazing things with San Andreas, and uh, yeah, obviously again hitting in at number nine. This is uh, one of my favorite brands. So yeah, the um, you know it's funny Luigi made it. Nick's been a little quiet for a few years, but this was a banger. Yeah, and it's true. Nick was a little quiet, but when he came back and he wanted to make some noise, he made some noise. I mean, he oh, was yeah. like, "Hey, I'm still here, and I know how to play." You know, he didn't come back and you know, look like a, a come out of retirement kind of guy who's like, ah, you should have stayed retired. Nope. He came back and, you know, he marched down the field with the ball. I mean, he just, he made some noise and, oh, you know, yeah. he, and, and you look, you talk about foundations, you know, portfolio. I mean, you look at the charter Oak stuff, very affordable, very, you know, um, the price point on it, really nice. And then you work your way up there. I mean, it's all, it's all good. And it's all very appropriate for where it is in the collection. It, it's just, it's, it's again, it's, it's almost like nothing cannibalizes itself. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it all makes sense, you know. Like when you look at his collection, there's nothing that's too overpriced or something that you know that, that that doesn't really hit the spot. Like everything's very good, very well made. The price point is right for for whatever the cigar is. Um, but like you said, Nick lives and breathes this stuff. I mean, he's one of those guys that. I mean, you look at some of the stuff that he's done over the years. You, you hear, you know, and here's the other thing too. You, there's there's this debate among like the the Drew, the old school Drew Estate fans. You know, the the people who've been smoking it for you know back in the day when he was there with Steve. And you always hear people debate over you know, well, who really made the blends for Lego? You know, was it Nick? Was it Steve? This and that. Um, but you know, it's funny. You hear that from time to time in the in the in the old school Drew Estate circles. But you know, then you look at, you know, where are they each now? They're both on their own now. They have their own brands. And they're both putting out cigars that are consistently being recognized. Um, so I think that they've both, you know, they're both just, I don't like to use the word genius, right? I don't know. I just don't. But, <laughs> but no, but seriously, that they, but they, they're both in their respective ways. They're consistently putting out cigars that are constantly being talked about. I mean, yeah. they both just, they have a gift. They really do. So just congrats two, to both of them for being on the list. Yeah, two, some, like, you know, a lot a lot of, the, like, these great brands are, you know, like, legacy people born into it in terms of, like, you know, coming from Dominican Republic, Cuba, and, you know, yeah, both him him and Saka, you know, one of the greatest American-born blenders uh, out there right now. You know, with what both their companies less than 10 years old, and constantly on list already and uh yeah it's it's just amazing amazing stuff absolutely all right the next one on the list um another limited from last year this is one that i wanted on the list but it was not eligible last year because of when it came out so it, it was first eligible for this year's list uh another brand that is new 
but already has a lot of history behind it. Someone that has a lot of experience in the business. Someone who is very well known and very well liked. Um, this cigar was one that right away when I smoked it, I said, yeah, this is what I expected. It comes from one of my favorite factories in the business. Um, I just, this is one cigar I couldn't stop thinking about for the last 12 months. Um, ever since it came out. And without further ado, at number eight, the Ferio Tego Generoso 2021. This cigar is a 6x50 Toro and uses a Honduran shade-grown wrapper. And the binder and filler come from Nicaragua, and it is made at Placencia. Um, this cigar, along with its um, its component that was made at Casada, the Elegancia, um, I thought they were both really good. You hear a lot of people talking about which one's better. For me, it was Generoso all day long. Um, I've heard a lot of people say Elegancia all day long. Um, look, Placencia is one of my favorite factories. Almost every cigar they've made has been a hit for me. And Nicole says the same thing. I don't think that you could you could tell me a, you could you you can't pick out a Placencia cigar that I'll go. It was all right. I mean, and I and I stand behind that. And it even yeah. shows with it even shows with the stuff they make for other people. You know, they make a lot of cigars for other people. You know, they've only been making their own stuff for a few years now, but. I mean, seriously, it's one of those facts. You talk AJ Fernandez, Placencia, um, you know, William Ventura, you know, my father. You talk about factories that make a lot of cigars, not just for themselves, but for everyone else. And they're always being talked about. They, you know, there's this consistency. There's consistency whether it's their own cigar or if it's for someone else. They're, it's still coming out of their factory. There's a consistency there. Great quality. Great blend. Good tobacco is being used. I mean, it's you will say it over and over and over again, but it's like, but that's why these are all on the list, because they hit all those boxes, you know. And even for cigars that didn't make the list, there's cigars that are not on here that still fall under that category, um, and that's why this list is so difficult because, you know, again, there's just so many good cigars that get me. Uh, these did come back out again this year for 2022, in the Generoso and the Elegancia, um, I believe it was the same blends and everything too. Um, just a new vintage, and this is something that Michael has said will continue to come out over and over again. You know, obviously there was a lot of hubbub last year around Ferro Tego because of Michael Herklotz with his involvement with Nat Sherman. Nat Sherman yep. closes, buys all the trademarks, starts Ferro Tego, you know, has plans to bring back Metropolitan and Timeless, which he's done successfully, but also was like, hey, we're also going to do something with our own name on it, right? And I think these two cigars were great. Ten count boxes, I believe they were. They were two ten, two ten for the box, twenty one dollars a piece. Uh, every retailer I know who had them, except for one, sold out of them within minutes, uh, both times. And um, you know, again, this is one of those cigars. Like I just, I, I, I don't think I, I couldn't get away from. You know, in terms of hearing about it. You know, everyone was always talking about it, and. Uh, just a huge congratulations to, to Michael Herklotz with everything him and his partner Brendan have done with Ferio Tego, with all of their cigars. Um, they won a couple of awards from us last year for 2021. Um, they've just they've had a solid few years. Uh, hopefully they don't have a hangover year where they, you know, they kind of get quiet or whatever after they had such a great first year. But, uh, you know, hopefully they, they can continue the, the momentum. And I'm excited to see what they do next year. Yeah, me too. You know, her clots, awesome guy. Yeah, like you said, rich history in the uh, rich history in the 
in the industry. So he's, uh, like I said, small, small company, really early, what, like less than two years old, two, three years old. And like I said, getting on this right away. These uh, stuff's just performing. And I can't, I can't wait till, you know, what, what more he does and just, yeah, he'll, I'm sure he'll spread his wings in the next three to five years and things will, things will be great. You know, and one thing that I mentioned too is last year Placenti was also in the top ten with the um, the uh, Almaforte Colorado six zero, uh, I believe was number five, number six. It was somewhere in the middle of the top ten last year. So I mean, while it's not a Placencia name cigar, a cigar out of that factory is in the middle of the top ten for the second year in a row which I think is, yep. again, another reflection on them as a brand and, a, and a, as a factory. Um, you know, of course, it speaks volumes. Here they are again, second year in a row. They're in the middle of the top ten. So just congratulations to not only Ferrotego, but even at Placencia, people of Placencia. I mean, that factory is putting out good cigars. All right, at number seven, this cigar um, I think everyone's heard about. I think everybody wants it in some way, shape, or form, mostly. It's one of those cigars where it, it has a lot of attention. Uh, Mitchell recently reviewed this cigar, um, and the review actually will be coming very soon. Um, it's just on the schedule-wise. It's, it's not there yet, but it's ready to go. It'll be coming out soon. Uh, this, is, this is a cigar we first saw last year at the trade show, uh, and then, unfortunately, it got pushed back a little bit due to you know delays or whatever that happened, which is something that almost every manufacturer has had to deal with in the last couple of years. Um, but we finally saw it come out this year. And from the second it came out, um, you know, it was nonstop, which was what I expected. But, you know, when you actually sit down and you get to smoke it, you're like, okay, it lives up to the hype. Um, another larger format cigar. But coming from our friends at Arturo Fuente, at number seven, the Rare Pink Sophisticated Hooker. Which, Mitchell, I know you just reviewed this, so this is definitely yeah. fresh on your palate. Uh, a seven and a quarter by 53 Ecuadorian wrapper from Oliva over Nicaraguan binder and fillers. Uh, no, I'm uh, sorry, a Nicaraguan binder and fillers from the Dominican and Nicaragua. Um, of course, what is any list without Arturo Fuente? <laughs> you know, I mean. No, exactly. Another, another, staple, another staple brand, you know. Uh, Carlito just, just banging it out of the park with this one. Uh, you know, I think this Vitola again, kind of you know, seven and a quarter by fifty-three, a little, a little bit big. But man, I there was not a, a an inch of that cigar that I did not enjoy. I got great baking spice out of it, a nice kind of dark fruit sweetness, a bit of a bit of oakiness. Um, you know, it, it was it was nice. I like I like those medium to medium plus Arturo Fuente blends. They just really hit my palate well, uh, and this was no exception. It was really well balanced, had great flavor, consistent through the entire cigar. All of the transitions it went through really played nicely on the palate. And uh, the the retro hail again, a lot of Arturo Fuente. I don't always get a, a like uh, a nice retro, but this just had a really nice retro hail to me. I. I balanced out the entire cigar. It added a slight bit more of that pepper in it. Actually, what I described as a little bit of um, kind of depth to the sweetness. So I know a lot of this can be a harder cigar to find. 
but if you can get your hands on it, uh, I'd say this this was one of the better rare pinks out there. It was definitely a really, really good, really good cigar. I've smoked all the rare pinks with the exception of the Queen of Hearts. And I would say even when I was smoking the Queen of Hearts, given what the size of it, I would say I think it's safe to say that this will be still so far my favorite size. And again, I'm a larger format smoker. Um, however, uh, this one, this one just, I don't know what it was. It just, this one hit me the best. The others were good and there wasn't anything wrong with the yeah. other ones. But this one, when I remember I smoking, I was like, ah, see like this, I like, this is, this is what I want from a cigar. I like the size. I like the length on this one. I think it just, it allows the, it, it just, for me, it, 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 it was, it was the sweet spot for this blend. I just I really enjoyed Definitely. this size. I know it's a larger format, but again, I just it, it's not just because I like a bigger cigar. It's most of the time the bigger cigars in that size, their blend hits well for me. Um, yeah. And this cigar was no exception. And Mitchell, I know uh, you did review this. I'm not going to give away what the score was yet because um, you know we don't want to spoil the review, and I want people to read your review because. Uh, it's a great review, so I'm not going to say anything about else about it other than you should definitely read that review, and it's probably not hard to figure out how it scored based on where it placed <laughs> on the list, but uh, yeah. it definitely scored well, <laughs> but that's all I'm going to say, and that review will be coming out within the next week or so. You know, the Rare, the rare Pink uh, brand as a whole, right, like, you know, part of the proceeds going towards breast cancer, I'm pretty sure, um, you know, that's that's uh that's a huge thing for me i've i've had family members affected by breast cancer so it, it uh and a lot of people do very I good point the stat is one in one in three one in four women are affected by breast cancer um and uh yeah it's just a great brand and great to support and uh yeah arturo fuente really just giving back here with both a wonderful blend and a great charitable cause as well yeah absolutely um you know Nicole and I had the the privilege of of being you know down in the Dominican and, and witnessing the magic of Fuente firsthand, and I can tell you, you know, yeah, we, we saw it ourselves. It, it's more than just cigars for them. The, the, what they do for their community, what they do for communities outside their own, uh, with charities, uh, both Cigar Family Charitable Foundation and other foundations that they work with and that they donate money to and they help and. The Newmans, you know, not a lot of people know this, but, you know, Bobby, Eric, Drew, you know, they go down there very frequently. Um, they they themselves, they help people in the community down there, um, you know, with, with medical and health and stuff like that. So, uh, again, you know, when you talk about Fuente, J.C. Newman, uh, it's not just because they're behind me. It's not just because, you know, they bake great cigars. It's, you know, as people, I have a lot of respect for them because of just how much they do outside of the cigars they make. Um, so I, I'm glad you brought that up because it's true. They they do a lot. And you know what's funny is a lot of people in this industry give back to the communities and do charity. It's not even just them. There's so many, so many people. A lot of people that are in this chat room that are watching from manufacturers, they all do a lot for their communities. They all give, they give so much back. And the thing I like about it, though, is they do it quietly. Because it's not about the recognition. It, they do. They just do it because they just want to help people, and that just speaks volumes. Um, so yeah, it. Thank you for bringing that up because it's it is so important. It really is. 
Um, alrighty. So, number six. This is a cigar that you also recently <laughs> reviewed, uh, and it <laughs> scored very well. And um, I think this person is going to be excited because they got two cigars on the list, and one of them is in the middle of the top ten. And without further ado, at number six, we have another All Saints cigar, the Dedicacion Habano Huge, the 6x60 that you recently reviewed, and I believe you gave this a 91. Yeah, I gave it a 91. Yeah, it was a 91. 6x60, Ecuador Habano over Nicaraguan binder and filler. I mean, we already talked a lot about All Saints, um, so I think everyone knows where we stand. But this cigar, man, I mean, I was skeptical with the 6x60. You know, three years ago, I, I kind of got into a little phase where I smoked them for three months, and then I just kind of got sick of it. I was like, ah, you know, just the 60 just so – it's just kind of thick. And, I and like, I like a bigger cigar, but I'm like, you know, I just – I felt like, you know, the 60 – after a while, I'm like, the 60 kind of takes away from me. I'd rather go down to, like, a 56 or a 54. Um, but when I smoked this one, I was like, wow, this is a good 60 ring gauge. Um, and I'm going to let you talk about this a little bit more because – um, you you did the review on it, and uh, it's part yeah. of the reason why it's, it's so high on the list. Yeah, again, six by sixty, not a not a common vitola I approach, but going into any cigar, I I try to wipe out the name, everything, the vitola, and I try to just approach it from what what is how is the cigar performing, how's it tasting? Again, right from light up, like um, amazing, just to get that again that that nice peppery spice. But it had this really nice sweetness to it that I was not expecting at all with Ecuadorian Habano and Nicaragua, Nicaragua. Obviously, you know, again, I'm not a blender or anything, but from what I've hear, Jalapa kind of gives that sweetness. So there must be a nice amount of Jalapa in there, or at least the way he's using it. Uh, it just really balanced the profile out. And um, the retrohale, holy cow. I think every, like, second puff I was retrohaling this thing, it was next level for the retro hail and again it 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 was a whole palette experience you know some cigars are just really good on the palate and the retro just kind of stings or doesn't really add too much some cigars are much better on the retro this cigar was a whole palette experience um you know obviously we've talked about construction so far of, of the factory for the was it tavakusa i think and they're just they're just killing it there there was very minimal uh, burn issues, draw was great, and yeah, it scored really well. I was so surprised. I'm definitely going to go back to this cigar. Again, I think I smoked it in like uh, 42-degree weather, and I forgot that it was very cold out because of how much I was enjoying the cigar. So so Coop finally came out of his silence. I know he's been here the whole time, but he finally broke his silence. Mitchell understands the greatness of a 60-ring gauge. <laughs> <laughs> yes. True. It's true. It's uh no, I'm uh, I'm sold this six by sixty. It was this is the uh, as some may call it the bell of the ball. <laughs> I know personally. I remember when you reviewed this cigar, and you texted me after the first one because I know you smoked three for a review. You smoked the first one, and it was the first All Saints you had, and you were like, "Bro, what's with this All Saints brand? Like, I love this." And you kept smoking yeah. more and more and more of them. I sent you a good amount of them, and you were like, "Dude, every single one of these is like off. It's off the charts for me." And um, so, uh, Mickey, you definitely have uh, you have fans in the Great White North. I don't. You got to try to get your cigars up there because 
Mitchell needs to be able to get these more regularly instead of having <laughs> me, you know, smuggle them across the border. Uh, they, they really are. I mean, they're they're fantastic. So, again, we've talked about them a lot tonight. So, congrats. We are getting into the top five. Um, I'm going to try to speed this up a little bit more just um, so we don't drag it out too far. We're, we're almost at the end here. Um, another repeat at number five for the second time tonight from Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. This is probably the other cigar that Saka made this year that people were waiting to see when it was going to come out on the list. Well, it's here. At number five, the Mi Carita Black Saka Khan, the seven and a quarter by 54 Connecticut Broadleaf Mexican San Andreas binder and filler from the DR, Honduras, and Nicaragua. Again, <laughs> what can we say? It's Steve Saka. I mean, look, this cigar, I talked to a few people for the most part, this was very well received. It was very, uh, it was very popular. This is a cigar that Steve's coming out with in other sizes. I know we talked about this with Paladin, but this is one he said that for next year, I think it's going to be available in four sizes. Um, I know that you know. Again, Nicole will tell you she loved this cigar, and she was like, "But I'd also love to see it in a smaller size." Um, you know, it's again, it's a bigger cigar. Um, it's a thicker Churchill. Personally, it's something that is right in my wheelhouse. Um, but this cigar just, it performed fantastic. I think it may be my favorite Mi Carita. Uh, it's, it's, it's tough between that and the original, the blue Mi Carita. I love the blue. I love, yeah. I love the blue. I mean. But you can't, you can't go wrong, man. You'd, you'd say the words Dunbarton, Steve Saka, and Connecticut Broadleaf, and you don't even have to tell me anything else, and I'm, I'm going to smoke it. I'm most likely going to enjoy it, and uh, it's going to be a good time. You know, I've never been disappointed so far from anything he's put out. And more than that, I've always been, I don't want to say always been blown away, but I've always been impressed with everything uh, Dunbarton does with, with Broadleaf. They're... You know, Steve talks about uh, his how he really went in and, and just backlogged his broadleaf, right, to really make sure he had it because of the shortages out there of it for many years. And again, he's a guy who goes down to Nicaragua and gets his hands dirty, and that's what that's what makes a good blend. Is you know, you got to get your hands dirty in the tobacco. You got to be picking stuff out for yourself. And um, Again, these are made out of uh, Hoya, right? So Hoya just doing a great job with, with construction as usual. They're they're a great factory, and yeah, it's just you know Saka deserves two cigars on here. He's just pulling out bangers after bangers, and and this is no exception. So absolutely, and I'm excited to see what he does with this next year uh, in in other sizes. At number four, we have a we have a cigar on this list that. Um, it really impressed me. It's one of my favorites. Um, it was one of my favorites all year. It was available in two different formats, um, but I liked, I liked the Maduro version better. But the natural was, uh, the natural was a very, very, very close second to, uh, to it. I mean, it was, they were both very good, but I, the Maduro just eked out a little bit more for me. Um, and this one's actually a TAA release. And in my personal opinion, it was not only the best TAA release this year, 
but it was also one of the only good TAA releases. Um, there was a lot of TAA releases that were that were pretty good, but um, this one really, really stood alone uh, when you look at the TAAs. I mean, it, it really, it really got me excited, and it was again this this one. This one almost scored a little bit higher, but I mean, it, I think it's pretty solid where it is. Uh, and you'll see in the top three, uh, it had some really tough competition. But th this one really blew me away. And this one actually comes from our friends at La Flor Dominicana. This is the La Flor Dominicana 2021 Oro Tessera Edición TAA Maduro. A 6.5 by 58 box press torpedo chisel. Obviously, La Flor being known for their chisel sizes. It uses Connecticut Broadleaf. Um, Dominican binder and filler with Criollo 99 that they only use in their TAA blends. Um, if you follow along uh, on SmokingTobacco.com, we recently put out the story that uh, LFD has recently shipped their 2022 TAAs, once again available in Natural and Maduro, and this time they are available in the Solomon size that they're also really well known for. Um, so those have just hit the market. They're in 10-count boxes. Uh, ask your local LFD retailer for those. Um, but yeah, I mean, this one was Mitchell. I think you smoked uh, a couple of these too. This cigar yeah. was a huge banger for me, man. I just I loved this cigar. Yeah, um, you know, LFD doing great stuff. This chisel format's always really good. Um, you know, I I found uh, I don't know if it was just me, but those first three puffs, I felt. I felt the strength right away and I was like, Oh no, am I going to make it through this entire thing? It's strong. But, uh, so warning, it, it's going to make you feel something. Uh, but you know, I just slowed my rate down. I, I took a sip of whiskey and it kind of, it, it, it falls into a really, really nice medium plus to full on all accounts, strength, flavor profile, everything. And it just performed again flavors i didn't get like i was surprised to find that it was connecticut broadleaf i didn't get those classic connecticut broadleaf flavors but they were all really good flavors i got um you know i find with broadleaf i get a lot more cocoa and a lot more chocolatey notes but with this instead of that kind of sweetness i got that dark stewed fruit sweetness oaky musty wood great balance of pepper really nice retro hail super good cigar like really 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 good cigar i was blown away again people always like you said the the ta cigars i'd say this probably is most likely standing alone at the top or uh, with only a couple other people that are gonna even come close to to fighting for that spot in in terms of what you should get your hands on from taa uh retailers because this this is awesome you you gotta if there's if they're still out there get your hands on them but warning have a good meal before it have a have a drink with you get ready maybe some a little sugary but uh the flavors are there and through the whole thing like i said to the nub i smoked this thing to the nub yeah and that chisel tip is very unique um no one else makes it in fact a little fun fact for you it's the only uh trademarked vitola in the business according to lfd um they're the only ones who can make it and uh, I think it, it just the di the dynamic of it is uh, it, it changes the smoking experience. And uh, Lido recommends actually punching the cigar, uh, if I remember correctly. 
Well, if I remember correctly, the Gomez's recommend punching one side, smoking it, and then punching the other side. And it allows the smoke to really cool off as it enters your mouth, and it just changes the entire smoking experience. I've done it that way a few times. I primarily just cut the end off, and I smoke it normally, but... Um, yeah. Try it that way, you know, it with, and, and not just with this, but with any of their chisels that they make. I mean, they make the chisel and, you know, other brands that are, you know, more accessible too. Um, and I, I know it's a unique, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely a unique cigar, and uh, it, it really does, it stands alone. It, it was fantastic. It, it's been a cigar that I've been smoking all year, um, you know, and I've been bugging Carney. Um, to tell me when the, the, the 2022s were coming out because I couldn't wait to see how the Solomon size is going to perform. So definitely excited about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited for the Solomon's. Those look, those look tasty. So getting into the top three, this next cigar is another cigar that when you smoke it, be ready. It has a lot of strength. If you've smoked the original iteration of it, you'll know it was very powerful. Uh, this is a cigar that... Um, a coupe will also tell you was a strong cigar and probably the best of the three that it was available in when it came out last year. Uh, and at number three is the Tatuaje, the T110 Reserva, uh, which features, again, U.S. Connecticut Broadleaf. Uh, it's a, oops, sorry, a four and three eighths by 52 with Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper and binder and filler from Nicaragua. Uh, so, Mitchell, earlier in the show, I mentioned to you that uh, I had a little bit of a trend going here. And my trend was there was a good amount of Connecticut Broadleaf on this list. Yeah, I, I, I've i noticed that as well. I love Broadleaf. Um, it, it hits my palate. So, yeah, it's, uh, I you know, well, like we said, these last three cigars were all U.S. Connecticut Broadleaf. Yeah. For a reason, right? It's a uh, it's a great wrapper, and when put into uh, the right hands, it it can shine, and it's uh yeah it, it it's got bold flavors, but it doesn't it but it's always got a little bit of sweetness to it, and that's that always balances it out. And like I said, it's about that full palate experience, and broadleaf with the right binders and fillers, you're getting that. So we actually just released a review on this cigar yesterday. You can read it at smokingtobacco.com. Uh, it did score very high, uh, obviously, uh, including its placement on the list. Uh, this cigar was available in three formats. The original was available in a Habano. Uh, last year they were reintroduced by Pete, and it came in a Habano. The Capa Especial, which was also the, the, um, the Sumatra, and then the Reserva, which was a Connecticut Broadleaf. Uh, they were all very good. All of them were very good. But... Uh, the Broadleaf, I think, was my favorite. I mean, this cigar was fantastic. The construction was just right. It burned perfectly the whole way through. Um, I was When I first felt it, it, it felt very firm, very dense. A lot of tobaccos in it. A lot of higher primings in this cigar, which gives it its strength. Um, and I was like, uh, hopefully it's not too tight. And it was the draw was flawless um, for a very firm, tight cigar. Uh, burned beautifully. A lot of smoke production. Um, it definitely ramps up from beginning to end. It, you start with pepper, and you get pepper all the way through, but the pepper itself changes. You go from, like, black to white to black and white to, like, black, a little bit of white, a little bit of, like, cayenne pepper, and then you got some earth in there. You got a little bit of plum. 
uh, it, a little bit of like a little bit of that grassy barnyard on the cold draw. But when you light it, it just it takes off and it just it ramps up the whole way through. It's a small little cigar, but it packs a punch. And I'll tell you, this very enjoyable. I I think I have one left of each of the sizes, and um, I know Pete had said that these probably won't be back for a couple of years. It's kind of one of those things he does where he'll bring something out from his you know his limited line. Um, and then it goes away for a couple of years, and we'll probably see it in like another three to five years or so. So when they do come back, um, hopefully they come back. I'm pretty sure they will. But you know, when when and if they come back, definitely buy. It. This is a box cigar. You buy the box. Uh, don't hesitate. You know, don't be uh, j just buy the box. I promise you, you'll enjoy this, especially if you're a Tatuaje smoker. I don't have to sell you on this. And again, another factor we've talked about tonight: my father's cigars. You know, another one of the handful of the factories that, you know, we've talked about being very consistent, very high quality stuff they've been putting out. Um, just again, you know, props to Pete and everyone over there at Tatuaje. Congratulations. Uh, number three, definitely earned the spot. It was tough, but we get into the top two and the top two, I would say the top three were pretty tough. But the next one, next one's kind of a, a, a very popular cigar. It's another repeat brand that we've already talked about tonight. Um, but this cigar, man, whew, yeah, this one really blew me away. Uh, I've I've really enjoyed this cigar this year. Uh, and at number two, once again, from Arturo Fuente. Um, this is the Ricky Bobby cigar. So, Mickey, Arturo Fuente gets the Ricky Bobby cigar this year for an Opus X. Uh, the Opus X Forbidden 13 Albeso Prohibido, uh, which we saw return last year. And then again, this year it shipped again. Uh, it's a five and uh, five, five and I can't even talk anymore. Five and three quarter, five and three quarter, five and three quarter by fifty-two. And this is an undisclosed blend. Um, so uh, obviously, you know, wrappers got to be. It's an Opus X, so you know, Dominican from Chateau de la Fuente. But you know, this cigar, I mean. There's a lot of Opus out there. There's a lot of good Opus out there. The Forbiddens for me have been my favorites. Um, you know, this cigar, I mean, I mean, what could we say, you know, about Arturo Fuente? We already haven't said. But, I mean, this, seriously, this cigar is very special. Very, very special. I know that this cigar uh, can be very difficult to obtain. It can be very expensive. And there's a lot of retailers that, you know, really overprice these and or, you know, they... You know, they don't have a lot of them. I get it. But at the end of the day, the cigar itself, I mean, it performs. It really does. It smokes very, very well. A lot of flavors. It's balanced. It's got age on it. It's 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 a well-rounded cigar. I mean, I don't think anyone's surprised to see an Opus X on the list. I mean, that's a brand that everybody knows very well. Mitchell, I know you, know, you can obviously attest to that too. I mean, this cigar has just been one of my favorites this year seriously um very excited yeah, you, you, by this cigar you really can't go wrong with putting an opus on a list and uh, you know they don't they don't come out every year with new blends right so no um or new vitolas and stuff like that because it is such a you know it kind of originates from this idea of creating a dominican puro and kind of having these special tobaccos being used in it you know, you can't expect them to just be banging new ones every year. So, yeah, it's uh, it's 
it's no surprise that this is this is hitting the list. Um, you know, again, Fuente doing all that Fuente does and creating really really nice stuff all around. So I'm sure. Sorry, I had to relight my sure. cigar. Oh, it's all good. Um, but yeah, it just again, it's just props to them. You know, making great cigars. Once again, a cigar that's never a letdown. Most people are probably at least somewhat familiar with it. So um, that's number two. But now it is the time of the night. That's why everyone's here. They want to know what number one is. Mm. <laughs> I almost don't want to say it. I just I love the anticipation. This is it. After yeah, we say like, it, oh, then that's it. Internet cuts out. We'll be on tomorrow's. <laughs> should we save it for tomorrow night's show? Maybe we should just wait till tomorrow night. <laughs> just make everyone stay nah. here all night and then be like, nah, we're going to do it tomorrow. Yeah, Two two hours and then be like, oh, just kidding. We'll we'll see you guys next week. Uh. No, 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 no. We'll we'll tell you. We'll tell you. We'll tell you. But no, of course, it has to be a little bit of hype, right? It's number one. It's, it's what everyone came for. This is gonna be the cigar of the year. Um, no, this cigar. Before we say what it is, um, this cigar left me speechless when I smoked it. Um, you know, it's it comes from a, it comes from a brand that's been getting a lot of attention in the last decade. Um, slowly but surely, has been building up its reputation. Um, this brand is is one that I think some people might be just surprised to see, but others will also just kind of be like, "Yeah, no, I, I don't." It's this 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 is a special one. It really is, and I you know. The top, you know, the whole list is very hard to build. The top three was tricky. But I will say, when it came to number one, it was very, you know, you, you, you put the list together and then you try, you review it so many times and you really make sure that everything's where, you know, you're really sure this is where you want to place it and this that. And when you go to number one, you, you almost have to go through the list and hold it, hold each one to the number one and be like, you know, does this one really beat out all of these and it was really hard to pick a cigar, even that Opus X. I mean, look, you got people out there who are like Fuente Purist. You got the Saka fans. Great, great fucking cigars. Just great stuff. And you hold it to this and you just go, but does it beat this? And you, and I had a hard time saying, like, no, this this one's better. No, I mean, number one really, really earned its spot at number one. It was, it was very special. So I just want to say congratulations to United Cigar. I want to say congratulations to Nelson Alfonso because our cigar of the year this year at number one is the Alfonso number four from Selected Tobacco and Nelson Alfonso, uh, also distributed by United Cigar. So a huge congratulations to him. A huge congratulations to Oliver Nouveau, um, a guy who really works hard in this business has done an amazing job of helping Selected Tobacco uh, earn the reputation and the recognition that it has gotten. Um, Atabay and Byron are names that people are starting to become more familiar with for their quality, for their consistency. Um, this year we saw the introduction of the Alfonso line, which in my opinion, if you've smoked Atabay and Byron, you're going to feel very comfortable at home with it. It's very similar. I put it between the two in terms of, you know, kind of like where it lies as its own in, its own identity. Um, I put it between Atabay and, and Byron right in the middle there. I, I, I almost 
I'll be honest with you. I'm hu I'm a huge fan of Atabe. Uh The Misty Coast is probably my favorite size. The Byron Grand Poema is one of my favorite cigars of all time. Um, you know, I consider it in my top three cigars of all time. Um, the Alfonso, pff, it left me speechless. Um, yeah, Nicole, this, this Nicole, brand, this brand is doing amazing things. They it's, really uh, are. They really you know, are. If anyone has heard Oliver talk about, uh, you know, what Nelson is doing with the whole aging process, right? It's just amazing. Um, you know, and, and Nelson, he's, he's willing to go out and put his, his, uh, his family name on a cigar brand, right? So it's gotta be, it's gotta be good. And, uh, it performs, you know, both Oliver Nelson, humble guys, super nice and both working really 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 hard to put out really good cigars get them into the hands of people again this cigar is not impossible to find you know your your the price point is up there but again it's a special cigar you're not you're not smoking these every morning with your breakfast unless you know you got a, a ridiculous amount of money but um it's true but they're 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 a special cigar for special occasion and uh, it's it's well deserving of number one. Again, this you know the Atabay line uh, throughout the years has just gotten more and more recognition as now the Byron starting to come up there, and the Alfonso I'm sure will just be right behind. Uh, it's and again it's it's from from top to bottom. They're the the construction, the burn, the draw, everything is uh, is next level on all of selected tobacco stuff. And the flavor profiles are are delicious. That's all I can say. So the just... so for those who don't know, Nelson Alfonso's um, aging process. Um, and I know Oliver's here, and he can he can chime in. But you know, he he uses aged tobaccos. He rolls them, and then he ages them again. He ages them post roll. I believe the Alfonsos and the Atabays, um are all aged an additional five years post roll. And Nelson has a very um, very specific process that he likes to use and he has a special humidor that he built with several different kinds of cedar from all over the world um, he actually sands down that humidor I believe it's once a year um, to always keep the wood fresh the oils in the wood at the surface to get the maximum amount uh, into the room into the tobacco into the cigars um, he also he does a ranged humidity adjustment where he, he goes down low. I think it's like 40, and he goes all the way up to like 70-something, I believe. And he goes up and down. And what that does is it it, 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 it it dries the cigar out and pushes out the impurities. They fill it back up with the humidity, the moisture. The cigar, you know, fills, and then they, they clear it out again. And it's that constant in and out, and they literally make that cigar breathe. And it really cleanses any impurities out of the cigar brings it in and brings it out and really allows it to breathe and that's what really just mellows it out and 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 and, and polishes the flavor profile now the difference he did with alfonso and as well as the new byron 1850 that also was released this year is he introduced a uh, a french oak into that process and i'll tell you it really made a difference that that flavor component with just that wood, you can almost pick it up if you know it's there. Um, 
it, it, it really changed it, you know, when you, especially when you start to compare it to the Atabays and, and, and the other Byrons that have already been out. It's very different. When you smoke this, if you've smoked Atabay, if you've smoked some of the Byron, you're going to feel on par like it, you know, it, it feels like the, the general feel of the cigar is the same, you know, that quality and all that. But there is definitely a very specific, unique flavor profile with this cigar that um, you will pick up right away. And a lot of it has to do with that oak. The other thing about the cigar, too, is, you know, as well as it's made, as well as it performs, it is perfect. It is perfect, as, or as, as close to perfect as a cigar can be. You have a guy who has created a vision for this brand with its packaging, the banding, the boxes. Uh, you talk about a guy who, you know, the guy who did all the, the designs for, for Bahike and, you know, Habanos, you know, and he brought this to his own brands and, you know, it, the, the vision he has and, the, you know, the, the creative direction. You know, someone, I think it was you, uh, when we had Manny Arte on the show a few weeks ago, you're like, I'd love to see the, the two of them do something together. Um, yeah. Because, you know, again, and you look at number two, the Opus X Forbidden 13. If you've seen the box that that comes in, the black and the red box that looks like the 20th Opus, the 20th, the blue. Or if you've seen the Opus Dubai with the, with the green and the red and the white. Those were all done by Manny. Um, so, I mean, you're, you're talking about the, the, the number two cigars. You know, you, you have people making the cigars who really have a knack for making cigars. But then you also have people who um, have... have all the other aspects outside of the cigar with the, the packaging and the representation of the brands and the design and that are just some of the best in the business. I mean, there's just, it is no question about it. So, um, you know, these, these top two cigars were really, really tough, but you look at them from all angles and they're all around. They're very, you know, they're very well put together. Um, you know, these, these cigars, they definitely earn their spots. Um, the, the Alfonso really, it's, it really stands alone. So, um, you know, congratulations to everyone over there, Nelson, uh, Oliver, everyone at United, everyone at Selected. Um, this was truly, uh, truly a special win for them, and uh, just really excited, just really, really excited. So um, that's it. That's our t that's our top twenty-five. That's cigar of the year. Thank you to everyone who stuck in there with us for two hours as we went through the entire list. Um, you know, questions, comments, concerns, you can always send them to us. If you want to talk about what you thought about the list or your concerns on certain cigars, sure, send it over. We'll we'll answer them for you. But, you know, it, it just, again, it was, it was fun. It was stressful. It was tough. It was, you know, it, but that's the list. There it is. And uh, just a huge thanks to Mitchell, yeah, too. No, yeah, thank you for uh, bringing me on the team. And, you know, as my debut, debut show kind of, showing uh what i really love to smoke this year and kind of giving my two cents on on this list as much as i could and I, again like I, I look at this list and there's not a single cigar here that uh if i were to walk into a humidor and pay retail that i wouldn't want to pay retail and smoke every single one of these are good and i know i'm gonna sit down and have not just a good but a great experience they're all worth it they all deliver uh great flavor good construction and uh yeah I'm, I'm really proud of what we put together here and congratulations to everyone who's made this list again it's so hard putting a number next to it 
you know, like you said, it's so stressful just being like, man, does this go here? Does this go here? You know, when we were, when we were going through this, uh, going, putting things in and out and up and down and you just, uh, yeah, it definitely, you want to, you want to give every, every one of these cigars justice. And, uh, I think everyone's well or more deserving that we're on this list and, uh, yeah, I can't wait to, to, to do this all over again. I know, right? We got we got next year too. Um, yeah, Mickey Peg, so proud to be in the in the Ricky Bobby alumni with Carlos Fuente. Yeah, yeah it's a very exclusive group. <laughs> yeah, you know, and also in the exclusive group of having two two cigars on the list, man. What do we have? That's we had true. The, we had so Fuente, Fuente with two, Fuente with two, All Saints with two, Saka with two, uh, Room One Hundred One, Room One Hundred One had two. United and, had two because uh, Red, Red Anchor was on there too. That was so United uh, had yeah, two. Yeah, United. Yeah. Drew Estate had two. And yeah, you know. anybody else? No, I think that's it. Yeah. So. Again, and, and solid stuff. Just it really, really is. Really good stuff. It really is. So thank you to everyone for watching with us, uh, listening. I'll upload this to the podcast network too if people want to listen to it. So thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Um, we will be back tomorrow night at our regular scheduled time and place for our year in review show. And we'll talk about, you know, kind of everything else that happened this year. Uh, once again, congratulations to United Cigar and Selected Tobacco. Um, you know, just a job well done. Uh, always visit smokeatobacco.com for more news and updates from the cigar industry, uh, as well as reviews from myself and Mr. Santago over there. Um, you can always check those out. And don't forget to like and subscribe on our YouTube channel, everywhere you can find your podcast. And while you're at it, don't forget to sign up for our email newsletter to stay in touch with all of that fun stuff as well as updates on our giveaways and the highly anticipated Smoke and Tobacco Cigar Family Charitable Foundation fundraiser that will be starting in a couple more months. It's coming up. That's the other thing, Mitchell. you got to get ready for uh, fundraiser season. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's a great cause. You know, last I think for your birthday you, you did a small little – quick one I, I donated a few bucks towards that it's a, a great cause and i'm glad you guys got to fly down there and see that mm. um, firsthand right it, it makes the impact even stronger and it makes you know now you even know like what you're doing is is worth it right it's your the the time and effort you put into running the fundraiser you now know it's worth it right so it's it's uh that it's triple if you ever if you ever get to see the school that triple change your life that's really all i could say um yeah and uh, I hope it, to get down there one day. Hopefully, hopefully, it really is a special place. But that's gonna do it for Cigar of the Year. Congratulations to everyone on the list who made it this year. Uh, job well done. Great cigars that came out of factories this year. So excited for 2023. We'll see you tomorrow night for the Smoking Tobacco Show, right here at Smoking Tobacco. Take care, everybody. Have a good night. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smokin' Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokinTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.